That kid is back on the escalator again. Leave it alone. What? Comics. Who are you? I'm Batman. TV and movies. Wrestling. Oh, no. Music. We are just getting started. Finally, a podcast about things you actually care about. Hosted by a couple of guys who actually care about those things, too. What? Did we just become best friends? Yep. Maybe a little too much. Yes, that's awesome. The talented one, Chris Machete. That no-talent ass clown became famous. And Brenton, you know, that guy from your other favorite podcast. I liked it. I was good at it. So grab onto the handrail and don't let go. This is the Kids on the Escalator podcast. Here's CM and BD. We'll save that for a guest. Sorry. Hi, everyone. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the thing that we do. <laughs> the thing. This stuff. is the thing. The Tuesday stuff deal. Yeah. How's everybody? Uh, how's everybody doing over there, Mike? Uh, oh, Mike, how's the nursing home, bud? How are you doing over there? <laughs> you feeling uh, your age over there, buddy? What's going on? Well, I guess. Uh, you know what? It's it's one of those weeks where. Um, <laughs> Yeah, it's an age thing. So I don't know. I don't know if anybody here has everybody got their shot, their first shot anyway. No, I have not got mine yet. Really? I'm not allowed. My wife's about to get hers. My parents have gotten theirs. But no. Oh, okay. So I got I got my shot, which was you know I stepped up and figured let's get her over with, and uh, everything was fine. I was you know I've, I'd heard you know not horror stories, but I heard people complaining. Yeah, it's the next day. It's kind of rough and says that mm. nothing for me because I've been dealing with something a little more discomforting things Uh-oh. called gallstones old man river here so <laughs> are you gonna have to like are you gonna have to oh. pee it out through the thing like the no no like the no, 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 no 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 gallstones you don't pee out uh, they, go, they go in and get I understand win. yeah and here's the it, this is kind of the frustrating thing is it's right now it's just sort of like managing it because you know the medical system right now is overloaded with mm. you know things that in in many cases more important uh you know and shouts to all the uh to the frontliners and all the nurses and the doctors my god you know i i sit and you know complain about it but you know drop in the bucket um, my my issue is kind of back burner right now because things are so backed up. So literally, um, so I, I I'm basically just riding it out until until I can get an appointment with the old specialist. And even then, unless I'm like really dying bad sick, mm. um, there's no you know it's it's not considered an emergency surgery. And that's assuming I'm going to get my gallbladder out which I'm hearing from many people is probably what's going to happen. So, wow. uh, so anyway, yeah, a lot of, a lot of Tylenol and, uh, I've been eating like the blandest of bland diets, which is just sucking the COVID life out of me right now. Don't you wish, don't you wish it was a wrestling injury? Well, you know, if, <laughs> then I would know that, you know, there's a light at the end of the tunnel and all that mm-hmm. right now. Like I'm living off of, you know, just plain like all bananas and rice and broiled chicken and turkey and i'm looking at you know 
my daughter is baking amazing coffee cake and sweets. And I'm like, <laughs> so coming oh, into this episode, Mike, we had plans yeah. to talk about the winter soldier review. And then we have Justin Wong from the mighty ducks coming on. He Kenny, Woo! Kenny Woo. But we've changed all that now, given your new circumstance and stuff. We've actually, I pre sent some stuff to Chris. It's golden okay. girls and Matlock review. Okay. So just perfect for the nursing home. In my day, you know, <laughs> no, uh, but there was some dates again, and figs all things, you. All things considered, yeah, man, I, like I'm good. I'm good. It's just, it's, it's funny how uh, I, I turned 48 last week, and An old, holy, fuck. and it's almost like you know when you buy a car and you've got a limited warranty, and everything's great up until the the one kilometer after you go over that warranty, and then everything starts to fall apart. I'm starting mm-hmm. to think that's what it is that I've I've reached my warranty, and now everything's slowly starting to fall apart, mm-hmm. but. Still got my hair color. I'm there you go. To that. Yeah, mine's going away. JJ, to that. So, I welcome, buddy. How yeah, you JJ, been? beat that, buddy. On, yeah, I, that. I don't think I can beat that. I'm out. <laughs> Tapping out on that one. Tap. Hey, how do I avoid that? <laughs> yeah. I, you know what, Jay? I'm pretty sure you don't need to worry about it because, from what I remember, you eat pretty healthy, and and you eat, you know. Oh, is that what, is you, this from not health eating uh, healthy? Well, it's not necessarily, mm. it, but I, I think that ultimately contributes to it okay. and it's not that i eat like crap like i've ate i've come eaten on, a mike. lot better come on mike but but i'm sure there are things green leafy things that i probably should have been right. eating okay of. i eat plenty of that but i am getting up there in age you said 48 is that the is that when the warranty's up is that when the rust starts to show <laughs> I, I guess so i think, I think i'm the benchmark at this to. point chris so, yeah. chris had a thing for chris was like and oh, for a while, and ah, and oh, then he, I, I had fixed and few then he issues. He started growing his own weed, and next thing you know, he's he's, he's oh, going wow. out. He's, I'm, he's I'm Benjamin okay Button. He's Benjamin I Button. Think I, need to, I think I need to reversed. go that way. Go reverse reverse aging, yeah. Reverse huh. age. The CBD, the CBC, a CBT stuff is is really healthy. Really, gentlemen. Some of us just put you to sleep. That I have so much to cover today. Yeah, uh-huh. uh, yeah. We got lots to go. We got. Uh, oh man, Chris has got some news. We've got some uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier uh, series finale review stuff. Me to too. To. We kind of went. We skipped through it a little bit, and and all the rest of it. Um, it's kind that, of one of those one of those series, though, Brian. I think where you can just kind of come in on the end of it. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't like Wandavision, where it was like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, what's happening here? What's happening here? Mm. We wanted to know a few things. We found them out. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, play, but bit of a placeholder. Well, the, yeah, but the story, the bottom line was the story of of Captain America. Let's go. Let's we'll start with exactly. JJ because JJ was sending on, on JJ was sending tweets out about how much he hated it. So, what do you got, buddy? Well, you know, <laughs> I, it wasn't it, it, I, not even tweet worthy as far to as to me. I knew. Actually, you were just sending them to me. Yeah, we we like, chatted back and it. forth. <laughs> I I just feel like there were so many missed opportunities with with this. There's so many loose ends. There's so many such great potential in, in some of the characters, uh, you know, Captain America, uh, Wyatt Russell, um, John Walker. Yeah. So it was US agent. A great, great character study there. And it just like, he murdered somebody. <laughs> now it's just all good at the end. Like, I know what happened. <laughs> I agree, I agree with you, buddy. Yeah. There were so many things that were just like, uh, and the power brokers, uh, you know, the Sharon power, Carter. yeah. I, I heard you going up before before we went oh live. You were going on about the power. She goes broker. from she goes from just spying on Captain America to running the crime syndicate in Europe or wherever they are. Right? It's just yeah. like, oh. JJ, where were oh. you? Um, you were you were slow to um. We kind of talked, Mike, uh, and Chris. Chris, you had said something out about Wyatt about 
Wyatt Russell and Captain America, you're like, Hey, pay attention. Something's coming down on him. Yeah. And, um, I wanted, I want to add to that for one second, just saying I was very disappointed about where that ended up because I was like, I thought for sure he was, it was trending towards him being taken out. And um, yeah. Chris, you can comment about where that ends in the thing, but Mike, what did you think of that? Like, where was that kind of for you? I, I was like, me. I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to, kind of dance a little bit. I I agree. I think there were some really big missed opportunities. But I I I took it at a different different angle. I came at this probably not as well versed in the Captain America lore. Like I knew uh, you know the stuff that, you know, Chris you talked about, you know, telling sort of the backstory of Isaiah Bradley and and sort of where US agent kind of comes and goes in the comic. So I I got a bit of it, but I wasn't as sort of like hard, you know, comic soul to this. So I went in with a pretty open mind. First off, Anthony Mackie, holy crap, dude killed it this season. I think he stepped, he stepped out of that whole, you know, in the Marvel universe, like in the, in the movies you had, you had your main guys and then you had, you know, the Hawkeyes and, and sort of the, the extra characters that, you know, you knew were great that had potential, but they never really got a chance to sort of really show what they could do. Anthony Mackie. I mean, that, that final sort of speech transformation into Mm -hmm. Captain America was dynamite. And I mean, he sold it like he sold this whole series like across the board. I thought he was just an, um, just ah, great. Sebastian Stan, same, maybe, maybe a notch down. Here's where I'm, I'm going to go a little off on, on the, on the rails here. I actually like where they went with Sharon Carter and the power broker. And I thought she did an excellent job in where I think she's going with this. Okay. My question is, how do you, how do you back up her? <laughs> okay. Become, like, how do you back that up? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. as I mentioned, Hey, no, Mike, I'm just saying like, how do you, how do you back that up from her? Just all of a sudden being like, he, hear me out, hear me out. Here we okay. Go. And this is called, call this like crazy, you know, whacked out theory because if you say kind of this though, no, no, no. I'm out. <laughs> with, with WandaVision, we, we all, you know, we had our thoughts of, okay, where's this going? A lot of the red herrings, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And it always seemed like, you know, the Marvel producers and the showrunners were always kind of in the corner laughing. Going, hey, 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 you're not even close. What, what say you as the possibility, because we see in that, in that end credits, the post credits, where she, you know, she sheds the tear in the in the hearing. She gets the pardon. She becomes, you know, the head of the CIA, yada, yada, yada. And she makes the phone call. Now, earlier in the season, she referred to the power broker as he, or she referred to somebody as he or him. I don't necessarily think it was Batrock. Well, no, she had that mask on that made her look like a guy too, right? Remember? So, so but but still, I'm I'm almost wondering if this somehow down the line does not turn into a scroll issue similar to what we had in captain Marvel where that maybe, maybe she's not Sharon Carter or craziness. Maybe she is playing double, double agent 
and working with Nick Fury, who's off with the scrolls, blah, blah, blah. And he's the guy she's talking about getting the secrets that perhaps the CIA is infiltrated already with possibly Madam Hydra um, and that she's actually working on the inside. I, I still don't see Sharon Carter as the baddie, as the villain. I think there's a double turn coming that they're, you know, they're setting it up. They could go either way. I think that's where they're going to go with it. Yeah, you never because know. Because you've got you've got Julia Louis Dreyfus. Well, who, her character. Well, here's what I was going to say: is that her new her new character and Sharon Carter were actually in a group together back in the '60s, right? Like that's like yeah, a little more like a, ba- like a band. <laughs> yeah, they were in a band. They used to go, but, but, in, but instead of playing music, they would go out and kill people. But I don't necessarily think. I, I I think they're they're sticking to sort of rough comic, you know, lore. But I think this series really kind of shows that they're going to get away from, you know, the tried and true hard backstories that that uh, that we had in the comics. I think they're going to adjust and massage. I think that's why you see, you know, Wyatt Russell's uh, U.S. agent. I, I I got the sense that he's more aloof than an actual, you know, die. Well, he's about he's about to get put in a group, right? Like it's it's he's about oh, to get. Yeah put in leading of a group. So it's, it's either going to be probably force works or, Oh, and I'm blanking on that. Oh, the Thunderbolts. Uh, Thunderbolts. Well, so which I can't which, see him getting his own movie. She, is it possible that Sharon Carter is in cahoots with Thunderbolt Ross? Oh, she could be like, could be, I don't know. Ah, dude, so, I'm sorry. I'm so, I'm so dis, I, uh, I disillusioned with the way that ended. I was just kind of like, Oh, you're kidding me. Really? I, Sharon I agree, Carter? Though, there were a lot of, there were a lot of op- opportunities that like, a lot of loose ends. I, I get it. I thought overall. Plus, plus I Mike, thought I thought series, her. I thought her acting sucked. I'm sorry, Emily, but I thought her acting was. Yeah. I thought it sucked, especially after seeing the Wandavision. Though, dude, put her in yeah. comparison with anybody in Wandavision. Even Kat Dennings, I thought did her Kat Dennings thing, and I like yep. listening to her. Comedy, Emily's talking and doing her lines, and I'm just like. I want to say comedy oh. versus drama. It's your. It's it's you know. I just like. I just. I, she's I think the acting the overall was was pretty uh, unbalanced. He had some really great performances from right. yeah. Daniel Bruhl. He was great as. Oh yeah. Uh, he saved that character, man. Yep. Sebastian Stan, I thought was really great. Uh, Mike, I got to disagree with you. I don't think Anthony Mackie was fantastic. I thought. Really. I thought wow. it, he was a bit of a, a wet fish throughout the whole thing. I feel like it was building. But I was more taken with the the Sebastian Stan story than I was with the uh, the Sam Wilson story. Um, yeah, I, they just they put so much out there. The whole you know his parents' legacy with with the boat, and I get that sort of uh, the the metaphor there. Uh, but too too many loose like it seemed like they had a a great expansive idea. Uh, and whether the, in, in the, the follow-up, which will be Captain America and the Winter Soldier, they start to tie up some of those loose ends. To me, it left me feeling really flat. The big mm-hmm. speech at the end, because the character to me was kind of just like, through the, throughout the whole thing, didn't hit as hard as, as I, I know they probably wanted it to. But what I did find good about it is that it, uh, it reminded me of, of Marvel comic books as opposed to the Marvel uh, universe, the movie universe. Uh, and mm. because coming off, of, I, I'm in my head, I'm like, oh, this is all, it's Disney. This is coming from Disney, a huge corporation. And this is the message. Like, it's like Disney's the wrong company to be offering this message. Oh, okay. But in my heart, I was like, oh, but this is Marvel. This is Marvel's message. Yeah, yeah really, see, I always think of it this way. Cool. Disney's backing up Marvel. 
That's how I yeah. try and look at it too. It's like Disney's throwing the money in, but we still got our Marvel stories from the seventies and sixties and the guys yeah. produced. Yeah. But I, I, I hear you on that. 100%. Yeah. So the, um, sorry. So go, go ahead. ahead. I was no, going to no, say, no. so the whole thing kind of played out like a, a bit of a, like an actual comic strip, like an actual comic book to me, you know, and it, it right. didn't have that huge um, sort of cinematic feel to it at all. There were no really, uh, other than first the opening episode, the first with, episode did the first, yeah, that was fantastic with, I was going to say with bat rock and the, you know, jumping mm-hmm. from plane to plane or helicopter to what plane to plane, whatever it was flying vehicle, yeah. to flying vehicle. That was fantastic. And to me, that was like, Oh, as, in terms of the action, that was like the highlight out of the first, out yeah. of the box and, and everything, everything else kind of <laughs> fell flat for me, but it, it I have to felt say, more I have like to say a comedy. One thing that for me as the casual, because I'm with Mike, you know, again, you guys know where I am. I'm a DC guy, but I wasn't all the way in on, on Captain America. But I was, I, I liked, like, I, I was like, okay, they're telling a story, they're telling a story. But then it was kind of like that last episode, they had to jam everything in. Mm-hmm. And I did not like the way it was directed and and moved. And I really feel like, they had a missed opportunity. I think we keep talking about missed opportunities here to tidy up those stories, but they, it felt like an A-team episode at the end of it. It was like, <laughs> we wrapping this up right like, and, and then yeah. next tune in yeah. next Tuesday and well, see. What about, what about, what about, what about, uh, no, no, never mind. What about, what there about, some fast and the furious. There were some yeah, fast and the furious that's what it felt sure, like. It, it felt like to me. And I was like, ah, oh, you know what? It, it actually flowed pretty good up until the final episode. And for me, the final episode seemed rushed i guess they had to edit what, it down. what what sam wilson said to the government guys was exactly what i would have loved like i've been poor like before and and uh and i i didn't get any help at all when i was poor but now that i own a house that um i have behind me that's worth a lot of money they they, they help and i'm thankful that they helped me out don't get me wrong but i have been in the situation where i've had to scrape money together to get soup for dinner you know what i mean like I, i've been in that spot and that sucks mm-hmm. and then if you were to try to explain that to one of the people in the government they'd be looking like oh and pat you on the head you put but they don't they don't get it because they've been rich all their lives yeah. which is part of the problem i had with some of the places that i've lived in life is that i'm talking to these people about music and, and arts and stuff and they don't get it because they've never had to ever struggle and that's just a, a part of me that i thought when sam said that i was kind of like boom i actually when he said that um is, you know, putting the Disney thing aside because it's funny because other companies should be saying what Sam said to Disney because they're, they're crushing everybody else. But yeah. what he said to the government is what I would have like that, that. He kind of put into words for me. It's like you guys are making decisions for people that you have no idea what are going through. Yeah. You have no you've never been a minority. You've never been poor. You've never been picked on. You are pampered people. You're making decisions for people who are being stepped on, who are being abused, who have a rough hard in life, not their fault. And wow, that to me, I got a little spot in my stomach. I don't know if it was the, what I was smoking that morning, but man, I felt like in my tummy, I was like, thank you. Thank you. I, I thought that was Did, great. Don't get me wrong. I, I agree with the message and I don't have a problem with the message and what was said. It just in, in, in the context of the whole series, it was, I don't know. It was, it like was too, weird. Too, too, too late. It was Guys, too, listen, too late. We've been spoiled. Yeah. We had the Mandalorian yeah. into Wanda. And to come out of those yeah. two things, like as far as like super Star Wars side and everyone getting an opportunity to rewrite the Star Wars, like those guys getting a chance to rewrite the Star Wars kind of lore a little bit and run with it. And Wanda as like the, this is what we're doing. We, we were just inundated with all this new information. This to me seemed like, uh, JJ, you were talking about before how you didn't want 
to go too deep into some of these characters. And like, you didn't want all the side movies and stuff. Yeah. This is one of those ones where it was like a series that was kind of put in the middle. Chris, you said you didn't think it, it really forwarded along. Mike, you liked the way it went. I think we're all, we're all kind of split in the middle on it. I think it did the job, but they could have done the job on a Thursday night uh, on NBC or you could have done the job. Like, let me, let me throw this out at you. Let me throw this, this out at you. Your opinion or would the greater population game? Because I, I think we were kind of spoiled uh, simply because Endgame was such a sort of a, I don't want to say like a heavy, heavy sort of finish to it. It's like, uh, and then we went into, you know, WandaVision, which was this, okay, you know, hey, we got, we got our, 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 our favorites back and it's, and it's very light and it's, it's airy. It's, it's escapism. It's, it's not, you know, it's not rooted in the crap that we're seeing, you know, outside our front door every Mm. day. And that's one of the things that I, I was reading a ton of stuff online that people said, maybe it got a little too real for the times that we're in right now, which I, I mean, obviously, yes, let's I mean, Hollywood is a is a mirror of, of what's going on in society and entertainment is a mirror of what's going on in, in society. But I don't know if, if the general audiences were really ready for, you know, their beloved Marvel, you know, ah, this is my escape from this. And now I'm. It was kind of real. getting the Disney version of it thrown at me. And it's right. kind a bit of, of a hollow. mirror. Yeah. And it's hollow because it's Disney. Right. Yeah. So. Chris, you didn't like her. You didn't like her acting, but in, in general, <laughs> no, I didn't. in general, I'm going to, I'm going to blame that on writing. Cause there was a lot of writing I didn't like in the show. And I thought it was, it was a little I bit more forced. Demeanor too. I don't well, know. Dude, it was like, funny because the fast and furious I, I, thing that you're talking about is like, we got to go get him. We got to, yeah, there was a little bit yeah. more of that in this series than the other ones. So that tells me it was like all the writers were over here on Wanda and we'll take these seven and try to put this together. <laughs> It was, you gotta I give them the, credit. It's gotta be tough. It's gotta be tough. You know, the acting and actresses in, in WandaVision, man. Wow. They were so good. As I say, like even Kat Dennings, even though she's not a fantastic actress, her, what she did in her character, I found very entertaining. I was just, I just thought they like everybody. It was really, really, uh, I just spot on their acting. And then when I'm, when I'm watching this back, I'm like, what is bugging me about Sharon Carter? And the more I'd watch it, the more I'd be like, wow, it's just, bland like i don't know like the acting i still was very- i still think that part of it too is is the fact that you know for most of the wandavision series they they were following the blueprint of some you know beloved shows and and writing from the past so i don't i i don't necessarily think it was uh um like it it was different and I, and i and i don't think you can compare the two completely because the source material i mean they were working off of dick van dyke and uh, bewitched and like th- things that's clever know. that's really clever writing right like that's, that's what i'm that's what i'm saying like the whole thing the package it was it was it was it was clever there was there was great acting in it there was really good twists and as we're saying with brent this is a little more fast and furious you know it's like let's take the low road on this one <laughs> kind of thing. but maybe again maybe that's their uh, marketing, you know, as, as Mike was, we were talking, I was like, I was saying they can't kill Boba Fett off, man. How much money's left in Boba Fett, right? Like maybe that's what they did with this. They thought, okay, man, let's have a, let's have a, a real cool flick and we'll, we'll, we'll fool everybody and make it fast and furious. And at the end, we'll, we'll throw this heartfelt message in and, and they'll forget about all the, the, you know, the flashy stuff and, and take the heartfelt message instead. Um, it's See, funny, there, Crystal, but I didn't, also, you know, just, just one second, Michael, Wait, uh, no, it's, it's funny, Crystal. I never, I don't feel that way until the final episode. I was actually, I was just, 
No, well, not, I thought they did a pretty decent, as I said, I, I really liked the story they were telling. And then at right. the final episode, it was like, no, nah, this is, they, they, uh, to me, I just wasn't totally happy where it went, but I'm the casual viewer. And I just felt, um, I just felt like, oh, like I, like I didn't, get what I, wanted. I didn't yeah. get what I wanted per se out of, like we got a nice, all of a sudden they're all buddies again with the, with Wyatt Russell. He where, murdered somebody. Where, yeah. you know, I can't get over that. And then, and then, and then lied about murder. So, anyways, there was just there was there was. I'm not going to say plot holes. It just went somewhere where I wasn't expecting it, and I wasn't totally happy where they went with it. Um, Mike, go to you, and then we'll do final. We'll do I just, final. I just don't think I don't think they. Uh, I think they bit off more that they can more than they could chew for the amount of episodes that they had had they had two more episodes if they did an eight episode run like yeah, wandavision i, yeah, I, I have a feeling they might have been able to flesh out things like you know the redemption story of john walker so that you know you know everybody doesn't hate on him for killing an innocent man <laughs> crazy you know, you know I, I i job. thought i thought there were things there that they probably could have stretched out a bit had they had two more episodes mm-hmm. but you know it was a pretty daunting task because you're trying to not only elevate uh, Anthony Mackie into this Captain America role, uh, you're trying to, you know, move on from Steve Rogers and Chris Evans. Like that's, it's tough. And if you're, if you're going to keep the franchise moving along, you need to, you know, you need to figure out a way to do it. I just don't think they necessarily had the time uh, in doing it, but interesting, the showrunner of, of, of this one is already writing Captain America four, mm-hmm. so he's going to be the man behind uh, behind the next uh, Captain America movie. Maybe they'll have What's the source material say, Chris, for where Falcon as Captain America goes? Where, yeah, where, so so Falcon takes. So remember his uh, partner there, his the army guy, his partner. Oh, that he gives who, the wings to the broken. Yeah, army. he becomes yeah. the Falcon and he partners up with oh. uh, with new Captain America, and right. just away they go, man. It's it's not like. Nothing really crazy happens. He just kind of continues on in the boots of Captain America and, and uh, represents. You know what I mean? Okay. Well, maybe that's why they gave Sharon the turn, yeah, though, it's, because it's, because now that gives that sort of like end game where if she really is bad, I mean, you know, Steve and us, we were a team, and how could you do this to Steve's memory? And you know, so there's that. There could be that play later on. So and I don't know if that was why they chose Sharon to. Yeah, we'll see. I don't know. It was just kind of it bummed me out. And then again, as I mentioned, Mike, the more I watched it and the more I talked with other people about her acting, I kind of paid attention to it. And I was kind of like, yeah, that was kind of lame. It was, I, I don't know, man. It was, it's one of those things. That, and it's once you see it, was, you can't unsee it. And it just, it was something was bothering you. about me, about her whole character and about the whole thing about Sharon Carter. And I couldn't put my finger on it. So I, and I was just like, wow. And she shot okay, this. It doesn't make any sense. Well, no. Yeah. At the very end, it didn't make any sense to me oh that she was the, like. I would. I would have rather seen. Uh, I don't know. I, I could win forever. CSI, I would have CSI rather seen Marvel. I think but Aaron it, Kellerman. She. I think she was one of the victims of not having an extra two episodes. Yeah, she I, was I thought, awesome. I thought her character didn't necessarily get the kind of that's Elaine treatment that uh, that she probably that, deserved. Was that Julie, Julie Louise Dreyfus? Yeah. No, I, that Carly Morgenthal. Who is so? Yeah, and who is uh, who's the character that, that Julia Louise Dreyfus? Contessa, Contessa, so even Angelina. Contessa was. Fantasio. Unless they're going to have her in a series, it was almost like, hey, we're dropping in this celebrity for a little bit, and then they're going to go. Putting, she's putting together the next 
government team. And this is why I was mentioning it's probably either like you're not going to see a U.S. agent in a solo film or solo show, but you will see him leading Forceworks or the Thunderbolts. Now, Forceworks, we've already seen all those characters in Marvel, so that makes the most sense. Who are they? We haven't seen all those characters yet. So, Who, who are Who's they in Forceworks? Forceworks, Force we have uh, War Machine. We okay. have U.S. Agent leading it. We have Mockingbird, who was, was seen in the TV show Shield. Okay. And then the very last one is uh, Bucky. So we've seen them Isn't there all. a War Machine movie on the way? Oh, no, Armor Wars, buddy. Armor, Armor Wars. Wars. JJ, so yeah, maybe, yeah, yeah, yeah. So maybe that'll, that'll really tie together in, in, in that way. Yeah. So that, that's that the case. That's another. And, and I don't think I don't think Carly Morgenthau is dead either. I, I, I don't think she's dead. I hope not. There's she got the such a compelling character, and she reminds me of Magneto, where it's like, yeah, she got some pretty good Magneto. points here for yeah. everything she's doing. It was like, you know, Dude, uh, Mag- Magneto was the best, in my yeah. opinion. Yeah. Final thoughts, boys. Let's. I don't know if we. So JJ, oh, JJ what, what's your final thoughts on on the Falcon? give it a rank? Final thoughts. I'd say it needed four more episodes. Uh, I I thought the Wakandans were were like, holy shit, it's amazing, and and the whole uh, um curing of the white wolf i thought that like they just sped that along i was like i want to i want to see this like spread mm-hmm. out I, I wanted to to find out more about uh, carly and 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 just the 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 relationship they were building between carly and and sam and 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 how they related on some level and i just i thought that was so fantastic so man four more episodes for me probably would have sorted things out i think that uh um uh, uh, uh sharon carter taking the mask off the I feel like that was like a, that's a key scene. Like it seemed somewhat unnecessary. Like, like why, why are you taking this mask off here? Like it, she could have had like a hat on or a hoodie. She even said, they're not really looking for me here. So I'm, I'm wondering if some of your issues, Chris will be solved in the future. And it'll be like, Oh, that's why she took the mask off. Cause it was, she had three masks on and blah, blah, blah. I thought maybe it was just like because everybody was saying it was a he. So she was, Hiding her face as a he, so nobody would know, know it was actually Sharon. Cry. Yeah, I don't know either, man. It's like they, there was no little the little uh, breadcrumbs to lead us to that yeah. either, right? It was just kind of yeah, like, might be like a Harry Potter or... thing. Watch it three or four times after the next season comes out. And be Final like, oh, rank, shit. JJ. Do you have a rank? Do we we got ten? What are we doing? Tens, fives. What are we doing here? Tens or five? Uh, five uh, shields. We'll do it out of five shields because do it out of five shields. Like All right. Honestly, like two it. two shields. I'm two sorry. Shields for I know that's low. Normally right. I go three and stay like, on the fence, but two. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna go three and a half shields. I I was entertained, maybe not as it wasn't as um, much of a weekly anticipation as Wandavision was. Yeah, um, but it was still it was still must see, and yeah, you know after the first episode it had me hooked. I just it just sort of. Yeah, I, it sputtered at the end, but I did. I did find there were a lot of great things. So I'm uh, three and a half shields. I'm gonna go three. Uh, those other two oh. missing ones, probably for the other two episodes that should have been there, as we discussed. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it would last. And the thing is, the benefit of Disney Plus and subscription. I don't know if it would last much longer. Like I don't know if they could pull a second season out of it. Mm-hmm. We, there's no what the fuck moments in it, really. Yeah, I don't know. If no. other, second, other than Isaiah. And uh, that's season. another thing that I thought they should have really like. There's so many little things in there. Like Isaiah was a huge storyline to the whole deal. And they again, they show his and, and his, his, his is his son or his cousin that's looking after him there. Nephew, nephew or something, wasn't it? Yeah, nephew, nephew. right. Or, sorry, nephew. 
he becomes a major character later too. There was too many and, and much more interesting. Sorry, sorry, and but much yeah. more interesting characters than Sharon yeah. Carter is my point. That's my <laughs> point. Is that there were so many other interesting characters that they could have dove into. Isaiah, I, I thought we were going to really see a huge thing with him, Me um, too. and we didn't, and that kind of disappointed me as well. So yeah. I, it's kind of like the whole, no, there was the whole thing was like moments. a, a Mike of my liking it back to wrestling. It's like a really great build to a shitty match. Uh-huh. So you got a really great build and a so every turn. Triple H, uh, yeah, it's like, it was like, yeah. it was like oh, no, you know what I, you know what I think uh, I'm liking it too because I was reading Jericho's book recently again about the Kevin Owens thing and he's like we should have when Jericho was on the on the the podcast with the Austin he's like we should have been the first match or we should have been like the, the last, last match, match but we shouldn't have been second and it felt like the third match. Like it just felt like it was like they did to split the big thing and it's like whatever, but no one really wanted to see Jericho and Owens fight really at the end of the day. And they didn't, I didn't, I didn't want to see it. I'm like, no, keep them together. So it's like this series to me was kind of like, yes, yes, yes. And then the final episode to me was like rushed. And now it's like a CSI Marvel, (laughs) like a CSI. It Mm. just, it left some plot holes and it's supposed to bring you back in next season where they have a chance to clean up potholes, but they didn't. So for me, three a tough three but i i mean i still think it's entertainment chris go ahead and then we'll uh, two and a half i just get two and a half there's no what the fuck moments man i need those what the fuck moments um i just want to say uh cheers to my buddy jim mcdermott who's out there watching us right now hi jim what's up buddy cheers brother jim Jim, what's up and one other thing liz x um no we're not talking about in uh in, in invincible tonight um but mike jj are you guys familiar with invincible no no, no, it's a cartoon and it's supposed to be pretty rad. I've heard a little bit about it. It's kind of like the boys where these heroes just decimate everybody. Final rank 2.75. You gave them math. So I wow. tell you some shout outs. 2.75 shields. I was under the impression there'd be no math involved in this. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> 2.75 shields out of five. And yep. I think we can all, and we didn't do the ranking system on Mando. So I think Mando gets five. I think Wanda gets five. Oh, Mando five. was mint, dude. Mando gets five. Yeah. Wanda gets five. No, Wanda, Wanda gets four and a half. For you. Yeah. Well, we're not going For back to that. For boner, man. Boner. <laughs> did you oh, see, yeah. did you catch the, uh, there was an interview with, uh, with <laughs> Evan Peters. Everybody. I think and Mike's he, gallbladder system is all mad. <laughs> Evan Peters had no idea that the, the character's last name was Boner oh, until, yeah. until, until the last shot. moment. So you're going, yeah. well, so then we're bringing the rank down to 4.75. Um, I think we need to get, we need to bump that rank up because we were able to pull Lachlan and Dean back into the series. <laughs> so we'll give it he was in there for the hot factor of uh, 2.75 shields <laughs> out of five Falcon and a winter soldier do better ish. There we go. Uh, unlike, Chris, unlike, sorry, moving. unlike WandaVision, I was going to say, unlike, unlike WandaVision, where when that was done, you were waiting for Falcon and the Snowman. I'm and looking snowman. forward to Lo- Falcon and the Snowman. snowman. <laughs> so glad this series is over. I liked it. This is not America. <laughs> talking, um, fellas. That's awesome. Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Yeah. Uh, I, I was, I, I'm, I'm kind of like not as super jazzed for Loki as I probably would have been had this ended on a bigger note. Mm. Like I'm looking forward to it, but it's not like, Oh man, I can't believe we're going to be off for, you know, X number of weeks until Loki starts. It's more like, Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm really looking forward to Loki. Just, uh, uh, Owen Wilson, I think is, it will be really funny. He'll add like a really, uh, well, in, in the trailer, at least he adds a really interesting element to it. Uh, and I'm hoping that it'll redeem, like it'll redeem, this yeah. somehow yeah. um that's it sorry not, not to go back i know you're trying to get out but no uh, no no 
Uh, just moving. How, how is this going to tie into the whole multiverse thing? Like this, I there know, seems right? like no connection to the multiverse. The only thing I saw was the red vials. Now there was red vials and that could be going to uh, the uh, Thunderbolt Ross to make him the red Hulk. Other than that. Yeah, buddy. I oh. don't know. Oh, oh, no. Well, other than all oh, then making uh force works or Thunderbolts, right? See, I thought General Ross was going to have something to do with this, and I right. wouldn't be surprised if he turns out to be the grand villain of this whole this whole year. You know what wow. I mean? The government again, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, but there's so many small things, JJ. I'm, they have so many. They've got the Fantastic Four. They've got the X Men with his, which is um, oh, man. Like, you, there's not five X Men. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Nowadays, there's like dozens of X Men. Hopefully, they start the original way. But there's so many other people. And characters they need Trust to the introduce. process. They, and I, I'm, I'm, I'm just saying. I'm so convinced they're, they're, they're so they've, they've other, got it mapped. They've got so it other, mapped. There's so I many other do. ones that uh, they need to focus on. Yeah, but, but yeah, I'm, I'm hearing rumors of Daredevil coming into like they uh, uh, Disney just picked up or is going to be uploading the Charlie Cox Netflix Marvel universe so it, with yeah. minus Luke Cage and and uh, what's the other one? Jessica Jones, of Iron Fist. Iron Fist, right. Yeah, those weren't that great, unfortunately. No. So we'll see. Jessica Jones was really good. I really like that. Um, that but the great. Daredevil, JJ, Daredevil is one of my favorite comic books consistently since I was like seven. Oh, I yeah? still buy it. And Elektra is Daredevil right now. I don't know if you knew that, but Elektra, Matt Murdock has been in jail for about 20 issues for about a year now. Like Kingpin is the mayor of New York. Daredevil is in jail. Matt Murdock is in jail, and he's like, "I got to do this. I got to go to jail. I killed." Uh, listen, I can't afford a comic book habit right now. I just, oh, I just got to fill you in. Let me save you some money, buddy. So, so no, but Daredevil is one of okay, all right, best and grittiest comic books ever, and has been blind superhero. So, I'll just King, send y'all his Kingpin is the mayor of New York. Okay, so what do you think that does to Matt Murdock being a lawyer and being yeah. the, the fighter of crime there? Right. So Daredevil ends up killing somebody. He's, he's losing his shit, man. And he's trying to, he ends up overexerting himself and he kills somebody. So this new cop comes in, lays down the law. I'm taking Daredevil in. And of course, Daredevil, you know, he's like, okay, I killed somebody. You got to take me in. So he's been in jail forever. Now, Hell's Kitchen's going, going to hell, uh, you know, because Daredevil's not there. So right. Electra comes in and has this new Daredevil costume and visits him in jail and says, Matt, I'm going to take on your, your, your cowl. You take care of yourself and your brain. And he's, he's doing it in jail. It's, it's like, yeah, of course, you know, it's the Frank Miller story. Like he's taking on like 50, 50 guys yeah, yeah, and, and he's getting the crap kicked out of him. So he can mentally do this though, because Electra is out in the real world, outside of jail, taking care of the cow on and going on as daredevil. Who do you oh, cast as Kingpin in the movie though? I would take that same dude. Whoever same the dude. same, who was that? I can't remember his name, but he was fantastic. Yeah. Wait, was he the guy in Full Metal Jacket? Vincent D'Onofrio? No. No, different guy, right? Different guy, different guy. Okay, okay. But hasn't Vincent D'Onofrio been linked to Kingpin? I thought I thought somebody somebody had mentioned that there was a rumor that he may show up in the next Spider-Man movie in a small cameo. I've heard cameo. that too. I've heard that too. Yeah. Wow, that, the, the Spider-Man be, movies are a whole that would other be great. story, right? Oh, yeah. oh my gosh. So we've got, to into that. we've got news to get to, but Chris, we've got, uh, we've got Kenny. Wu. Well, we let me just show the guys. Can I show Justin. the guys the new Spider-Man? JJ, yes. Mike, yeah. are you aware yeah. that there's a new Spider-Man costume? Let's bring no. Justin no. in because he wants to hang out and see some stuff here. So we're going to five windows for a second. Uh, whoa, look at that. What? Oh, shit. Yeah, it's blue. Um, hey, what's up, buddy? We're just showing off the new Spider-Man costume. I don't know. I'm not, I don't know, man. 
That's the new Spider-Man. The That's blue the there, right? Oh. Yeah. So that is the new Spider-Man costume in comic books. This is like the one you want. If, if you can find this, buy this because it's already going for 20 bucks. Well, while our collecting sure. nerds over there. So he's got half the costume on one side and the other. So I was, Brent was like, so, so what's, what's the uh, impact? Like what's, what's going to happen with this? And I was like, well, in 25, 50 more issues, we'll go back to the original Spider-Man costume. It'll be worth a mint. That's hmm. right. JJ, all that's you click cards, right? Like that's, that's the what scam. they're going to do. Yeah. They're going to do. That's the scam. Back, right? Guys, thank you so much for having me on. I appreciate it. Good to see you. Well, we're here hanging. Say hi to Justin. Justin was hanging out for our Marvel chat. Uh, Yay, Justin. Speaking of Disney. Hey everybody. Speaking of Disney, we got a mighty duck in here. Do you want to weigh yeah. in on? Do you want to weigh in on your uh, Falcon ranking out of five? We're doing shields. <laughs> yeah, how many out shields? shields? Out of shields. Okay, well, I'm definitely not as critical as you guys because <laughs> like, I have no history of knowledge in the actual comics. I just watched most of the movies, uh, actually all of the movies, uh, up to Endgame and whatnot. Uh, I don't know. I, I'd give it a three and a half. Four, mm-hmm. no, three and a half, just for pure entertainment. Like I'm without yeah. digging deep into things. Just I enjoyed watching it. I watched it to fall asleep. <laughs> <laughs> That's respectable. Yep. <laughs> I mean, I was, so basically, I'd like make it through half an hour a, a day. So like I got it beats the, watching HGTV. There you go. Yeah, like, go. I like HGTV. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> I, I wake up to that. My wife watches all the gardens. Yeah, she's trying to get me primed to go out and do some work. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, so three and a half, that brings the rank up, which is going to make Mike really, really happy. There you go. Um, Okay, so JJ, uh, tell everybody what's going on with you, buddy, and where we can find everything that you're doing. Uh, Well, I'm, of course, uh, on the Dean Blundell Network uh, with my podcast, uh, Unfiltered with JJ and Melanie. Uh, We recently had to restart. So we're uh, technically on episode 69 but if you go <laughs> and you look for 66 other episodes they'll all be gone uh, what happened? because of what happened? copyright infringement we put oh. uh music clips and stuff somebody had to rat on us because they were like anyway uh Rant. no that's good that's good content let's go with that for a minute it's okay <laughs> uh so um what we're gonna do is we're gonna go back and we're gonna re-edit some of the old ones take all the music clips and stuff out of it make it a uh, a best of season uh which will come out later on this summer and uh you can uh, binge those if you want. New episode comes out on Friday, Junior, which is Thursday, of course. Uh, and during the week, I'm the producer of The Block on CBC Music. Yeah, That's yeah. it. So hold on one second. JJ. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so the copyright side of it, because of like you putting it up on YouTube or anything, or just because your actual podcast on Apple and all the rest of it and Spotify got nailed, because I hear there's tons of them and there's some big pods that are using music and it's kind of the wild west on that side of, so I am curious as to who, well, we don't have to Us get too. too far into it. But a, bit, a big, uh, uh, Melanie, my co-host, yeah. uh, has been involved in some, some things lately that, sure. uh, I think, uh, have rubbed people, some people the wrong way. It's rubbed other mm. people the really right way. And, yeah. uh, <laughs> and I, I think that, uh, I think that we may have made, like we don't we don't talk crap about anybody. Like we're not sure. 
mean or malicious or anything not like, like that. Not like me and Emily I, Van Camp, right? <laughs> that's right. She is not, not appearing on this show. That's no, she I, is. I, I I think, she was my neighbor, too. That's funny. I, I some people the wrong way, and, and we maybe just get catching up. But that's, oh, and, yeah, uh, and, you know, just, just stay the course. And what, like I said, we'll come up with some best stuff. I mean, I'm sure we had a lot of episodes that were like, yeah, it's just filler. So those won't be there on the best of episodes. You get all the good stuff. And like I said, awesome. it gives me something to do in the summer when I'm on vacation. Listen hey, buddy, you're on all of our best of reels, JJ. Yeah. Thank you, y'all. I appreciate yeah, it. Yeah. Thanks for having me on. Right. Take come care. back, buddy. Anytime. See you, JJ. Bye-bye. Anytime, anytime. And the train kept rolling. Justin, right welcome, buddy. What's happening, man? How you Not doing? Not a whole lot. Not too bad. How are you guys doing? Excellent. You know, we're hanging out. We're just uh, talking stuff. And um, we ran over time, so we got to let you go. But it was fun. <laughs> <laughs> where are you located, Our apologies buddy? to Matt Damon. Yeah. Where, where are you located? I'm in Vancouver. Oh, okay, right. So you're yeah. in Brent's neck of the woods there. Yes, he's yes. he's worked with me. We work a bunch together, and uh, and if and, and if uh, your daughter Taylor has well, hung out, Taylor at the mentioned would have would have hung yeah. out with Justin as well. So there we go. Yeah, he did Taylor like, mentioned it, Justin? So Brent, I don't know if the last I, I remember the last time we may have worked together may have been oh, I think the band was Avenged Sevenfold or something like that, and he threw a microphone into the audience. Don't do that. <laughs> I don't know if we're allowed to talk. Oh, you about can totally, dude. You can swear. Uh-oh. You can Uh-oh. smoke. You can Brent, drink. You can Brent, do whatever you Brent want. On got, here, Brent has got this look on his face. Yeah, he you looks know, you, know what, you know what's funny? I missed no, all of Justin because my mic yeah. is being, well, the Blue Yeti is a fantastic microphone that I love to use every <laughs> single time with the mixed by headphones. However, the cord is being a big giant pain in my yeah. ass today and keeps disconnecting <laughs> me. So I missed all that Avenged Sevenfold stuff. Let's start back at the beginning. Uh, <laughs> from when you were a baby and no. Yeah. Yeah, basically, yeah. I remember the singer. I don't know. Is is that the band that was kind of brought up by uh, the Motley Crue guy? Or am I thinking of another band? Like they were kind of modeled in his image. So they're, oh, they're supposed right. to like, no, 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 no. Black Veil Bri- Bride. Yes, there that, you go. That's, that's it. it. Black so yep. basically I think people purposely go to these concerts to heckle this Andy band. something. Andy oh something. my and God. Purposely seriously. So basically the singer went on this rage, got up into the pit, like into the, where the security is. And then threw a microphone into the crowd at someone's head that was heckling him. Uh, that's all I cared about. I just wanted my microphone back. But uh, mm. and then he used some poor girl's head to get leverage to like get above everybody else's head, else's head to yell at this guy. And then I remember walking downstairs and being like, "Hey, Brent, you might want to come upstairs for this." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I don't know how you dealt with it for the rest of the night. I, I sent somebody else. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna get somebody bigger than me to go talk. I sent Chris's daughter Taylor and she's like, what do you mean? I want to watch the band. I want to watch the band. Anyways, it was, uh, yeah, but we've, we've worked together over the years. Uh, great guy. Um, welcome to the show. We're hanging out with you. Um, Disney's got to speaking of Disney. This, this seems, can you talk to them about sponsoring our show? Because all we seem to do is talk about their shit every single week. We talk a lot about that. We talk about their stuff, you know what I'm saying? So anyways, uh, you, uh, are returning to the Mighty Duck series. Uh, they got a new series called Game Changers, and uh, you were an original duck, and now you're yeah. back in the new series. So walk a little bit, and that's Mike down there. Speaking of HGTV, uh, you like to watch it, you'll recognize Mike's voice. Closed captioning <laughs> of this program is brought that's to you. Really? <laughs> that's right. That's right. But he's got gallbladder problems right now. So if you if he, if we if he do. falls off the screen and, and, and then he's then he's got yeah. Anyways, uh, how did that all come together for you, buddy? What's going on? Um. Well, like so. I obviously I was uh, in D two and D three, and then 
So basically I heard that uh, they were filming in Vancouver. So I reached out to Jordan Kerner, who's the executive producer of all three movies and also the series. And uh, I just, I wasn't even looking for a job. I was just like, Hey, if you're in town, we haven't seen you in, a f- in about three or four years. Uh, let's have lunch. And I also talked, uh, emailed Steve Brill to ask the same question. And then next thing I know, last summer during COVID, I went camping out in Tofino and it was just like, I woke up and I was looking at my phone and we still had reception at this one campsite. Mm-hmm. And I see this email that says Mighty Ducks. And like, I just kind of looked at it and I was like, I don't know if I want to deal with this right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I'm on vacation. I'm supposed mm-hmm. to relax. I don't want to spend an hour drafting some sort of email with my answer, which would probably be just one word. And it was, would be yes. Um, but anyways, I was walking on the beach looking for my friends who went surfing. And then all of a sudden I see a U.S. number on my phone. And then I look at my girlfriend. I'm like, should I answer this right now? And she's like, yeah, maybe you should. So I finally answered them and they, asked me if I wanted to be on. And then of course the short answer was yes. And then uh, along came five of my other friends from down South and we filmed the episode. Nice. That must've been a great feeling, especially on a, on a platform like that. And considering you went from, it's been madness. We've been kind of, Justin and I have been going back and forth for a couple of days and he's like, I'm offline. I don't want to talk to anybody. Nothing's going on. And now he's all over Hollywood on all these podcasts. He's got to a thousand followers on Instagram in about two days. And uh, we're still going through the process of like, okay, well, if we do this and we post this. And we do yeah. So this is all new for you again. You're all back into it now and you've got a brand new acting career. Yeah. Here today was actually my, my first Instagram story I've ever put was, uh, was sharing the story for uh, kids on the escalator. <laughs> nice. Yeah. We change lives. We're, we're, it's yeah. groundbreaking programming here, folks. Yeah. And that's, yesterday, that's pretty cool. Yesterday, I figured out how to repost an Instagram post for the first time in my life as well. <laughs> I nice. didn't know you needed another app for that. I was like, I just want to do this. And it wasn't that easy. Oh, it, it can be tricky. That's, my wife does basically all my online stuff for me, like anything. She does, she's the producer of the show. So if yeah. any troubles come on, I'm lucky that she can do that. Man, I hear you. I, I lost. Yeah. Yeah, it's but um, so you, you know, we work together to Vogue, uh, doing lots of stuff, great theater downtown Vancouver, uh, doing lots of shows together and and things like that. And then this acting thing kind of came out of nowhere again with this. Um, so yeah. the episode airs this week. Yeah. Yes. April 30th nice. on Friday. If you, Friday. Want, if you want, you can stay up till midnight Thursday night and watch it then. <laughs> well, that's going to replace my uh, Falcon Winter Soldier right there. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. Now, have you watched the series? Right Did you watch the series, Justin, leading into it? Like, re- obviously, yeah. you you are part of it, but do you watch back, you know, kind of through the process, or are you just kind of interested in your own episode? No, <laughs> I'm, I'm, de- <laughs> I'm definitely watching the series, and, I, and I'm actually loving it. Uh, I love all the new ducks, all the new kids. I think they're amazing. Um, I think what Steve Brill and uh, I didn't get to meet Josh or Kathy, who are also the writers and developers, uh, but uh, I think they're doing a great job. And I think it's pretty cool how they got these new bunch of kids, how they've given Gordon Bombay another reason to hate hockey. Um, <laughs> and and just like how they're using these kids to make him like hockey again. 
and how they made the ducks the bad guys. Like I, I haven't seen Cobra Kai, but I hear it's kind of similar to how they made the bad guys. I was going to say, guy. yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, it's interesting. I mean, like it seemed like the natural development that like the ducks became like good in the movies, mm-hmm. and now they're too good. They've become essentially the hawks. Goes to their head, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they got the bad coach, and they got like winning only matters that sort of thing. And then Gordon Bombay has to try to teach these new kids that hey, that doesn't matter you're just kids go out and have fun so yeah i, I love the uh, the new movie i've just watched a few episodes twice and i've been following it and the kids are hilarious do you get killed off <laughs> that, that oh, be fun. <laughs> during a triple axle someone comes yeah. along and, yeah. and pummel me, pummels me into you the come ice to them yeah. with notes you're like listen i was watching I, I got a couple of notes all right if you guys want to go off a little bit, um, someone takes a skate blade to my, no, nothing yeah. like that. That's no, good. no. Yeah. Maybe if it was the Marvel side of Disney, but the, the Disney side no. of Disney. Justin, but we're not. just going to try and keep this a little family yeah. oriented here. You know, yeah. I wrote all these, I wrote all these sides for you guys and all this stuff. Anyway. We're trying to keep it PG. All right. Yeah. So Mike, uh, Mike was very excited about this. Mike was like, getting what was coming. And Chris Rook watched That's it. awesome. Yeah. Chris Rook, watching a uh, producer on the Blundell Network, is also very excited uh, that you're coming on this show. Mighty Ducks fans, Mike. Well, I, I, Mike, I mean, movies aside, what is it? What did it feel like to 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 go back? Because now, Brent was saying you've you've been uh, on the audio side for how many years now, doing live sound and, and audio production? Uh, maybe 10, 15 years or something. Yeah. Like that. What was it like to to go? back into that world like it's it's weird like uh like it was kind of almost like riding a bike but it's like after living majority of my life not i don't know i guess a celebrity uh yeah and uh it's kind of weird going back like so i i've been telling people like so back then we had these little trailers that were literally closets I mean, there were so many of us, I couldn't just buy fancy trailers for all of us. But like, so we had these closets, I had a bed and then a toilet, almost like a prison cell. And then if you wanted, <laughs> you could, you could open up the divider uh, if you liked your neighbor and then you could have a bigger. Chris, room it sounds like all share. bar dressing. Yeah. But then you would have to take dumps in front of each other. So obviously you eventually <laughs> have to close. You became good friends. Yeah. yeah I was going to say, yeah, that, yeah. nothing builds a friendship. No more. But then I returned, so we get to set and then I'm like, okay, we'll take you to your trailer. I had this trailer that was at, at least 200 square feet. It had a fireplace, <laughs> it had a big screen TV, it had yes. a stereo, a shower, a toilet, and all my costumes were hung up and a couch that I could lay down on. And I spent about 20 minutes a day in it. That's it. <laughs> yeah. And then, so it's, it's weird going from a life where like in, like I do a lot of monitors in console. So I help the musicians. So it's like, I'm always kind of like helping people out. I'm that person. It's like, what do you need? I got it for you. Or what do you need in your wedge? I got that for you. And now you're and being then, weighted on hand yeah, and foot. Yeah. All I got to do is like, Oh, I'm going to go to craft service, get some water. And they're like, Oh, we'll get that for you. And I'm like, well, okay. Uh, see you later. I don't even get a choice. Like, and then like, Oh, I got it. I got to go to the washroom. I forget what the code is on set, but like Justin's going to the washroom. But does that experience, does it, does it almost, uh, I mean, you said it was like, you know, riding a bike. It, it just felt comfortable again. Does it ignite something in you that makes you maybe now after, you know, 10, 15 years go, man, I kind of, 
I kind of like that. And yeah, do you want to start yeah, auditioning for some Marvel roles like, now or Star Wars roles or what, buddy? Because as um, we get older in, in, in our age, you know, our, our priorities shift and things change. And we, you know, we, we, we're a little more open to, to those kinds of, you know, drastic career changes again. Yeah, so, I mean, like, my agent asked if, uh, if I had the bug again. Um, and <laughs> such an agent thing to say. So, oh. yeah. <laughs> um, and going back to that, like getting back on the bike, I was actually kind of nervous. Like I was actually, I got my agent to ask like, well, can I get an acting coach? Cause I don't even know if I could do this anymore. But the second I got with everybody else, all the old ducks, like I told them I was nervous. So they're like, Oh, don't worry about it. Just do your thing. Just we'll be there for you. We'll help you out. And then, so when my agent asked, do you have the bug again? Like my answer was, I think I'm going to have to wait to see the episode. And if I could actually get through this episode without cringing every single time I see myself on that screen, then maybe it'll be a maybe there. But then my next question to my agent would be, um, do you think I could do this? <laughs> do you think you could get me out there and actually make some money off of your commission off? Me? Are you or am I just kidding be, me? Yeah. Or am I just going to be going to auditions and getting absolutely nothing? So I'm going to wait to see after Friday how I feel about that. There's something about, though, you know, because uh, like a mutual friend of, of, of ours is uh, Adam Copeland. I, I don't know if you know Adam. He's a WWE wrestler. He, yeah. when he retired, Edge. he became an actor and, um, his, his agent, uh, in Toronto, uh, Daniel, just an amazing guy. And I remember when, uh, when Adam was coming back, uh, you know, Daniel's like, Oh, this is, you know, this is great. You know, cause all of a sudden now, like there's, this is, you've got the, this promotional vehicle now again, you're, you know, I can, I can go out and I can sell you. So you've got, you've got Disney again, you've got this backdrop. Yeah. I, I can't see how your agent would be like, yeah, I don't know. Or leaping through the old Marvel out. comics, buddy. I'll find yeah. a million characters you can play in star Wars and Marvel. <laughs> Just drop me an email and I'll have a list for you, brother. I got and, you. And, and the Vancouver film scene, I I'm, I'm imagine like, I'm assuming that even with That's... COVID right now, it's still pretty crazy. Right. So yeah. did you not see the picture of the other day, Mike? Like so, where I live in Cloverdale, Cena. It was Cena's birthday, and he's he's filming oh, he's filming for Suicide, right. his new his new character for Suicide Squad. Right. And he posted yeah. an Insta of him with a birthday cake, and that's literally a block from my house. Like, oh wow, they're filming okay. Superman there as well. And they're doing the whole thing. What you need to do, Justin, you need to do what what Chris Machete used to do when we were live, and he would get shit. He'd come out of the dressing room. I'm Chris fucking Machete. And I want some free shit. And people would bring him all this stuff. And if people start bringing you free shit, Justin, you're in. You're good to go. Yeah. Chris is never. I, like I do like free stuff. I gotta admit, Justin, I was. I really like free stuff. You can yell out the thing. You I still say, have. I have you should keep a radio. You've got a radio, Justin, that you're used to talking about at the Vogue, right? You got a radio. You can put that aside, and every single time you're on set now, you just crack the crack the door and do third person, like. You know, George is getting upset. Be like, Justin's getting hungry. (laughs) It's like that scene in Swingers where where Vince Vaughn and John Favreau go to Vegas. It's like, you know, we got to act like, you know, they got to give us the shit. You know, we, we don't want just, you just got to walk around. We're money, man. We're money, baby. Justin, you're money, baby. Oh, Chris can all hand beautiful you. babies, well, you know. Chris well, can hand, this, you, a Chris can hand this, you a list. Of you guys watch the episode and... Let me know if you think I could be an actor because, like, I, I don't know. It, it is a craft. It is something that you have to practice. I haven't practiced, and that's probably – and I didn't practice, which is probably why I got out of it. Um, so 
I don't know if, if like, I just, I we'll see. I, I'd have to wait and yeah, you no, guys can let no me No pressure, know. buddy. No pressure. No pressure. <laughs> see, we just want to have you back on the show and say, we've got like this guy and now he's like a superhero and yeah. we started it all here. That's we, part of the he contract. Was, here. He, was, he was on the fence until he came on the until pod. Until he came on the show. Yeah. Exactly, right? Yeah. So, but just totally pressured him into doing this. You're the catalyst for him. Justin yes. Wong. Yeah, that's all I'm looking for. But Justin, would you, would you, so it's funny because I'm, I'm kind of with you on that kind of thing. I'm not an actor, but um, like it's, it's music or, or, or drawing. I kind of like, like drawing comic books. So, so now that I'm older, I'm not a musician. I'm, I'm a comic book artist and I'm actually doing quite well, but yeah. what, so what would you rather do? Um, well, I mean, all I, things being perfect. What would you yeah, rather yeah, do right thank now? Thank you, yeah. Mike. Thanks, Mike. No, co- thank you, no yes. COVID. <laughs> and, yeah. and we're back into live, live shows again. Yeah. Well, yeah. Co- I'd be doing live shows. Uh, You'd rather do the shows? Yeah. Yeah. Like I enjoy doing the concerts. I enjoy doing monitors. I enjoy Hank, like working with musicians mm-hmm. uh, and especially up and coming musicians. Cause I also work at uh, another venue that has about a 500 cap. So like a lot of upcoming mm-hmm. artists come through there. And what venue is that? What's the name of that venue? Uh, the Imperial, which okay. is now. Yeah, I know these, right? Cause yeah. I know these cause of Taylor. She's, just, like, she's back yeah. now, right? Cause of COVID she had to come back from. Yeah, you see there. So she's just working at the uh, Commodore Light. Commodore Light. So basically, like with that type of cap, a lot of those touring acts don't carry their monitor engineers with them. So I actually get to personally work with them. Where at the Vogue, me and Brent worked a lot with. All I do is tell their monitor engineer, you can plug in there, and then I go sleep in the back for a while. (laughs) I I was going to say, Justin. So what is exactly that you do at the shows? Because Brent has a heck of a time explaining to his old friends what he. So what exactly do you do at these shows? Tell people I'm a plumber. Because people don't understand, right? Like what goes on at these shows. People think you just plug into an amp and you play for everybody. Like honestly, that's what they think. So. So so for most, like for a venue the size of the Vogue Theater, which is about 1300, a lot of times is I just tell their crew, I help their crew out. I don't really work with the, the artists where, and then I would do, take care of the openers because the openers generally won't carry their own monitor tech. So I would actually operate and get what they want to hear in their wedges on the stage where at the Imperial, I'm working with probably all three acts of the night, getting their wedges going, uh, making sure that they're set set up for each, helping them set up for each uh, set after we've done sound check. And I'd actually do sound check with them. And usually with their touring front of house engineer, who's mixing front of house for them, I'll be working with him as well, just through sound check, being like, kick. Okay, everybody put up their hands if you need kick, and then they'll <laughs> put your hands down when you got enough. And then we're going to go through this fast. If you miss anything, Screw you, that sort of thing. <laughs> You're out of luck, man. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, like that's pretty much most of my job. Every once in a while, I get to do front of house, which is a lot of fun. But I, I prefer working with the musicians than having the peanut gallery come up to me. He's like, oh, the kick's a little loud, or oh, I can't hear the vocal, that sort of stuff like that. But uh, um, but yeah, that that's pretty much in a nutshell awesome. uh, what I do, and and. Going, that is what I would like to do, but yeah. not in a perfect world. In the real, weird, real, weird world that we have right now with COVID, mm. career changes have come in my mind. I have applied to IATSE to see if I could do audio on mm. set uh, for film and television. I got my agent that I might contact after this episode. And I also <laughs> just had my fitness test with Canada Post. 
<laughs> so like you got all your bases covered. That's perfect. Yeah, that's I perfect. might I might be a delivery do agent. Do all three. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. That'd be nothing <laughs> cool. Like you imagine doing a gig, Chris, or my, like Mike. Like you're doing a we're playing a show and you're like, <laughs> and people just stop playing. Wait a minute, that's Kenny. But then you could be like a guy in like uh, you, you. As Chris said, he'll he'll send you a list of characters he thinks you should play. And then there's all the other things oh, that are yeah. filming in Vancouver. You don't even have to leave to go to L.A. or Toronto. You can literally I, be on 25 productions just in Vancouver alone. Yeah, but still do take more. all three of those jobs and start and an internet show. The mail and deliver the mail. <laughs> It'd be a great. You have guy. a favorite band? Uh, well, I got many favorite bands. Um, yeah, one that like like to me because I'm an old guy. It was Kiss. Like whenever I. I don't like new kiss, but like kiss the original kiss. When I see that logo buddy, I'm just like, Oh, I got to write a song. <laughs> like, you know what? I got to listen to music. It just does it for me. Do you have, do you have a band like that? Uh, I don't know. I'd have to give you a top three and cool. I don't, like, they're probably a little lesser known. Uh, right. so bad astronaut, mm -hmm. they don't even exist anymore, but, uh, the lead singer is from leg wagon, Joey Kate from leg wagon, a punk band from, yep. uh, on, uh, fat wreck. And then I'm a punker. Hey, dude, I, I know my old school punk brother. I hear you. <laughs> you know, Keep going. Yeah, I got and you. Then, I got uh, you. a band from, I think Brampton, Ontario called Monine. Monine? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Got you again. So yeah. They're, yeah. they're so okay. awesome. I, 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 they've opened for me. Speaking of Drake, Drake opened for one of my bands back in the day too, buddy. Like, yeah. <laughs> and then yeah, keep, oh, keep going, man. I'm loving this. I'm loving this. Third on my list. I've been really into white denim. Okay. I don't so, know white denim. Like, so that's, the first one, like, I don't know. I like, found hey, out of, hey, I found out about them from uh, the levitation festival that came to Vancouver, which spawned from uh, the psych fest down South. Uh, but there, I just went through the lineup. It's like, okay, listen, listen to this band, listen to this band. That's how I found like Courtney Barnett. But then I ran into, and uh, Curtis Harding, but then I ran into white denim. They're kind of like, I want to explain them as like Southern kind of like rock, but then like, they're really like jazz kind of educated. So like the first albums are like really kind of techie stuff, but still accessible. It's like, it's not music for musicians entirely, but then mm -hmm. I think they're trying to get to a broader audience. So they got some like cool kind of bluesy rock stuff in their later albums. And I, I just think they're awesome. I saw them live at the rickshaw theater. They played for like an hour and a half, wow. just full energy, full out. And then just jamming and then just like kind of stop for a second. They're like, so do you guys have to work tomorrow? Is this a weekend? <laughs> and then, and everybody's like, no. And they're like, okay, we're just going to keep playing. And they played for like another hour after that, just high energy. I don't know how they did it and how they didn't pass out on stage, but That's they're, awesome. they're so awesome. But they leave those are, that would be my, that would be my top three at the moment. Justin, I, like I want to touch, I I want to touch like on that. something here for a minute. We worked actually, we worked at a lot of shows together, but recently, um, and I can't, uh, you'd have to remind me on this if you were there, but um, I did the last four print shows in Vancouver. Yes. At the Vogue. I did follow spot for that actually. That's right. Oddly enough. <laughs> and that was like, a, like it was pretty epic because he didn't, he passed away not too long after that. Yeah. And it was, and it was for four well, shows. Is awesome. Just, I, I've always been a fan of Prince, but you would have been, yeah, you did follow spot on that. And, uh, wow. The, what those, so that was, I'm glad you were there for that. Cause that That's was a huge. Like, gig, yeah. Man. Yeah. That'd be a good one. The Doug Fury, uh, who, who is a friend of the show and was on yeah, the, the Christmas show, um, said, you know, he's, uh, might be the one of the best, if not, you know, channeling Hendrix and channeling everything, yeah. just like the best all around he's ever seen. And live, I mean, it was un 
I mean, yeah. yeah. And the band that he brought with him, all those all girls. girls from Toronto. Yeah. yeah. And that guitarist, like, you, I mean, okay. So we did a show in the afternoon, show at night, show in the afternoon, show at night. And you could tell the first show, it was, it was the first show on their tour, right? Um, no, well, he was doing these. So what he was doing is he was actually renting out these venues. Yeah. And then ours was just on the list. Like he had done one or two other ones kind of yeah. around, but it was, it was the first sort of North American one, I believe at that time yeah. where, where he basically just said, I'm going to play four shows and this is, and I don't know, we didn't yeah. even have a set time at that point. It was so I, play. I feel like the band was tentative still in the first show. Like they mm. were still like, this is the boss. He could fire us at any second. <laughs> um, and then, but by the, Second and third show, you could tell that the band was just having fun. You could tell that Prince was impressed by them right. and, and and especially impressed by the guitarist because, you know, Prince, like mm-hmm. with guitar, like those two things, like, Donna, you know, uh, and then this, this lady, this girl from Toronto, just like, you know, almost giving him Donna. a run for the money. Yeah, Donna, like Chris, giving him Chris a run for Mike, the money. Like, actually, hold on. Chris and Mike, she came up on stage with Pearl Jam at the Toronto show. And when they did a live, that, she oh, that's that, the girl. Oh, yeah, you were there she is amazing. Wow, when, yeah. yeah. When they did that, when they did the encore, Chris, uh, I remember and, being there. I don't remember <laughs> that moment though. So, anyways, Donna came. Donna came up and, and played with Mike McCready, and that was her. She was Prince's guitar player. So that's small. That's a connection right there. Wow. Funny, okay. funny thing about that show is because of those series of shows because it's Prince's Prince, right? And you go into that going whatever he wants in essence is what it's going to yeah. be. And he controls the whole thing and he does, he wants he does a lamb it. Yeah. And he does, he's going to he buy a llama. He didn't, he does play. his own monitors, does his own does monitors, really? which was yeah. unbelievable. He just has this console on the side. He refuses to use a graphic EQ, which, uh, Basically, that's how you ring out monitors. So, like, if you yeah. want to turn up a monitor loud, you, you can ring out certain frequencies to stop that from happening. But he doesn't want that. He He's probably one of the people that think that it causes phase and causes strange things. Purist with it, huh? Yeah. And so, like, he, he would actually walk to the side of the stage and manipulate his own monitors. And other some, a couple of other two funny stories about that yeah. gig is uh, I was doing follow spot. And we have, like, ancient follow spot lights up in the booth and they kind of get a little jerky and you can't get like this nice smooth movement. So I was like falling around trying to fiddling with these knobs and I hit this knob that is, I swear, it's like the automatic collapse, this entire spotlight knob. The whole thing fell over on me. Oh, no. And then the LDs on the, on the, on comm, just like, okay, okay, you ready to go on? I'm like, uh, no, I've got a bit of an issue here. My all spots oh, no. falling over. I, I kind of need help. I managed to get it back up. Uh, someone else did come up and kind of help me get it back up. We got back up and going. So that's one story. I don't know if you know that, if that ever happened, Brent, but the other story was, <laughs> so the show starts with the, our curtains closed that never got closed in like the last 10 years. Hmm. So they barely closed at all, but we managed to get them closed and they need the cable because it hasn't closed in a long time. It takes like two people to pull it. And so it stays, it starts the show closed, opens, and it's just prints. And then it closes again and then opens again and the band's there. But no one told that to the people operating the the curtain. So the oh, second no. they opened the curtain the first time, my buddies left their spot. They're like, oh, okay, no. our job's done. Let's go have a, you know, just go sit and chill somewhere. Yeah. And then I hear over comms like, okay, we ready to close the curtains? I'm like, 
what? Nope. So I'm doing this follow spot. I'm texting my friends. It's like, we need to get those curtains closing. And, ah. and then I think at the same time, like they weren't far, they were close by, but I needed to let them know that they needed to get back on calm. <laughs> so they probably weren't on calm. And I believe uh, my friend was answering my text and sitting side stage. And then she, she said that while she was answering me, she looks up and Prince is staring at her while she is on her phone during the show. And she's just like, even Uh, worse. (laughs) Yeah. But then she had to be to get this curtain closed again. And it's just like, he didn't know. So, so those purple eyes were like burning a hole. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But we got that. You must find out that time too. We got the curtain. Sorry. Go ahead, Brent. No, go ahead, Justin. Yeah. Uh, so we got the curtains closed. I swear the LD must have been sweating bullets because like that that shit rolling downhill would have landed on him, not necessarily us. And he probably would have been fired. But we got the curtain oh. closed, uh, probably hopefully saved his job. <laughs> mm-hmm. But You know, it was funny. It was very low maintenance. It was low maintenance on that side because because the going in, it was like, oof, oof. yeah. And yeah. I don't know if you remember, I'm going to get a little techie here, but we had to replace the Marley. So the Marley is the shiny, the shiny, yeah. like floor. not the hockey team, but we the, yeah, we the, the, the shiny floor. And it was like, no, we need shinier Marley. So we had to go and do a whole thing. But anyways, I remember after the first show, he Prince actually came downstairs and I'm working away in the office. I'm getting some numbers and I'm doing the whole thing. And he's just kind of standing outside the door with the girls. And he looks in the office, you know, that little, that little office in front of the, um, the, the laundry room there. And yeah. he goes, was that okay? And I'm like, what? He goes, should I change anything? I'm like, talking about should I change anything? Should I put more hits in? I'm like, yes. Um, no, just do what you're doing. And he goes, maybe one more hit. And he didn't play another hit until the fourth show. Until the fourth show. And then, because just if you remember, so he plays for like two and a half hours. The yeah. curtains close. Everyone's cheering for like 35 minutes. And then the curtain will open and he'll come back out and play for another hour and a half. Like he's yeah. insane. Wow. It was he's the guitar player too. insane shows I've ever done in my life. Absolutely highlight of my career. So yeah. then, wouldn't, what, wouldn't it be, I'm oh, sorry, I was going to say, wouldn't it be funny if, if he was didn't realize you were in there? but was just talking to himself. Well, he might have been. That. He might have been. That. What do you think? So then he comes out on that four, that fourth show and then they played, he played Purple Rain, I believe, um, uh, on the piano. And then he nice. did uh, Let's Go, they did like a Let's Go Crazy version. And I just remember it being like, holy shit. And then the funny thing, so then the whole thing was like, don't make contact with him. Don't, don't do anything. And that's just what we do. Right. Chris, you know, like everyone knows this, you just kind of leave everybody. Yeah. So I was told with Rivers Cuomo, just ignore him. (laughs) But I was in the back, back alley, Justin on the, on the, on the loadout. And we're like, it's all ready to go. And he's in a, he's in a suburban. Right. And the window comes down just a little bit. And I see, and I feel like it was like the Joker from Batman, this little purple glove comes out of the thing. It went more like this, didn't it? It was like, comes out. No, yeah, it was like he comes out like this and he kind of peeks out and he says, thank you for everything. It was such a great experience. And I it, I shook his hand, which never happens. And someone comes out and they go, did you just touch him? And I'm like, no, motherfucker. Did I touch him? I snacked him. He touched me. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, it was wow. like just funny. And then two, then, then two nights later, he, we were in, oh, we'll finish this up. And two nights later, he was in Seattle and that same, I heard this rumbling that he did the same four shows, but on the fourth show, after the encore, after the hour and a half, when the curtain opens back up, he came out on a DJ booth and DJed all his hits. Oh, wow. Oh, 
which is amazing. Like it's just it's crazy yeah. when you think about it. So, anywho, that's uh, wow, that was our print. That was a, an Kevin experience Smith has a really that. good story about Prince too, huh? Kevin Smith yeah. has an amazing story about doing that documentary for a while and oh, how I Prince see. has like intercoms in every room in his house mm. or you no know, recording things in case he wants to re- like write something. And it was ooh, uh, ooh, yeah, ooh, that, ooh. Kevin Smith has a great little. Story. I got one more on that, but hold, and then we got to go. But um, okay, a couple years ago. Uh, uh, taking Nikki Six around town, you know Aaron Chapman, Justin. Like we we're taking uh, yeah. uh, uh, Nikki Six around town from Motley Crue to take pictures. He was taking pictures for his new book, and we were driving back from Vancouver, and it was just me and him and his bodyguard, um, Justin. After we invaded Insight, the injection spot, and got flooded by insanity, um, mm-hmm. we're coming back, and he was telling his Prince story. He and I, and he's like, "Did you know? I guess Nikki used to date his girlfriend, right?" Oh yeah, yes, yes. And he, he did. said uh, Vanity. I think that was her name. Yeah. So, anyways, oh right, the right. Prince would st- stay up and play one note on the piano for three hours. Ding, ding. Just play one note, one note, one note. Stop. Call the band four in the morning. Get to the studio. You got one hour. Everyone had to be within. They went there, and Nikki was like, "He has got the greatest shit you've never heard." just yeah. sitting in the can yeah, and then now we're that hearing rumblings too. that it's going to start coming out but but he said it was like the most epic like he's heard something he goes you know some of us have heard some of it it's 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 got the most epic shit in the can and he would just sit for three hours and play one i'd love to hear note. him noodle on the guitar i'd love to hear just like him noodling what he did yeah. like because he was a really good guitar player man yeah. that solo and let's go crazy the, the long version is phenomenal like i grew up on i was a little kid when that came out but i had the tape and i listened to it while i was playing little mini sticks with my buddies there in the basement yeah i remember it vividly, vividly. and well, then justin, i turned around and put on motley crew right after so so it all goes together justin uh you're either going to act and be, become a huge star in the disney universe you're either going to deliver the mail or you, regardless you're going to keep doing front of house and monitors uh and you should try yeah, to or you're gonna be doing like the next u2 show or something or, yeah, to do all or, be, who, brent, or be or be micing up famous people on set that's well, right that's what i yeah so who do we have out here brent what's that band i have out here in kingston it's huge right now glorious sons yes glorious sons, so yeah. taylor's now working for the glorious sons driving a killer other than the cannabis shop driving to toronto to get merch and bring back and, and check it all off justin so that's that's what taylor's doing now so she's happy still in the music business but yeah, she's like. Wait, uh, so you're saying Taylor? Are you saying Taylor Cochran? Yeah, I'm okay, Chris Cochran. Okay. Like, yeah, so Chris, I go by Chris Michelle. Yeah, we Sorry, don't give out last names. Hey, say hey, hi hey, 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 hey. We don't give out last names. She said because when I mentioned that you're coming on, she goes, "Oh, I know that guy. He's a really great guy. He's really nice. I worked with him." And I said, "Well, come say hi." And she goes, well, "I don't know." <laughs> we only give out Mike's last name because my, it's part of his branding. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know. Chris Michelle is what I go by for music and stuff, right? But yeah, it's Mike. Like I mean, yeah, right. So anyways, no. uh, let's finish up. Uh, Justin, uh, super stoked that uh, you got a chance to act again and, and get yeah. back into it and, and back into the Mighty Ducks universe and in the Disneyverse, which I think is going to serve you well. I really think you should think about acting a bit or at least firing a gun and being somebody in that thing, hey, doing buddy. something. Whatever you, what you make of it, on. my friend, you know? I mean, I yeah. bought some stocks in Disney, so I just had there to- you go. <laughs> If you can at least get a free Disney Plus membership out of this, I mean, right. you know, you get something. Go for some right? wicked action figures, man. I'm, I'm having trouble getting a Don't Bother's jersey right now. Oh, man. <laughs> no, no, not really trouble. They just wanted to wait till the whole series is out and then I can have one. Of course they do. So. 
So I was going to ask you that if you got, if you got any merch from, from your time on set, uh, this uh, recent one, so they, well, it might be a television thing where there's less of a budget. They can't just give everything away, but right. during the movies, it's just like, yeah, take that, take that. I yeah. brought some hockey pants home so that I could wear playing minor hockey. I got, yeah, like, but you're not jerseys. just some hack old, you know, <laughs> nobody showing up one episode. You've got yeah. a little bit of a legacy here. Yeah, I just we treat our legends with a little bit of respect <laughs> up in Canada. We yeah. didn't even get you get to ask you about hanging out with Emilio Estevez and all well, the I have stuff a question you got up to. When you were that, when you were young, I got time. If you guys got time, of course we. I do. got time. We got. But uh, speaking of Emilio Estevez, uh, just on a side yeah. note story, if you want to mm-hmm. act, I heard he's doing Young Guns three. So why don't you try mm-hmm. to get? Hey, listen, Emilio. I mean, and then Kenny Woon yeah. is Young Guns, uh, Young Guns three. And you could come yeah. in as the character from the Mighty Ducks. <laughs> Or, or maybe at least some like Chinese character that was building the railroads, but he got away or something like that. I don't know. But yeah, he, he was hinting that to us. I don't know if it is Young Guns 3 or not, but he, he is doing some research that like because at the end of Young Guns 2, they kind of hint that uh, Billy the Kid kind of died. Mm. But he's done some research that says, no, he actually lived a lot longer and they're trying to look into that but yeah man young guns one i i love that movie when i was mm. a kid like i love that movie so meeting Emilio was was a, a pleasure that and like uh you know obviously uh the breakfast club and stuff like that so oh, yeah yeah yes. did charlie yeah. sheen never show up on set all in a message like not not charlie sheen but martin sheen showed up to take care of Emilio's kids and stuff really? like that yeah wow yeah. i didn't really get a huge opportunity to talk to him you know, just like hey nice to meet you sort of thing yeah. um but yeah it well, was Punk cool. now it's one of the greatest movies ever right like yeah, and, uh, now, and now martin sheen is uh, doing those commercials in the states for uh the pharmacy apps uh, where <laughs> you, can, you can get coupons for uh for pharmacy uh for uh you know your drug prescriptions really <laughs> he's that guy now so i've seen tom Selleck's doing one like that too and he gives you shit he's like you no tom Selleck. tom Selleck. i know which one you're talking about it's you where know? he's he's like but he's he's trying to be that trusting hey i'm 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 maybe tom Selleck, but <laughs> but but i know what I know what it means to have a reverse mortgage. Right. And, it, <laughs> and he's so and serious it, with you, right? He's just, yeah. His eyes are going right through, and you're like, oh my and God. I'm like, I, I'm like, whatever he's talking about, I got to do. Dude, whatever I made Magnum no PI money. is saying. You know? I made no money on Blue Bloods. I haven't made any money on Magnum PI. I've had to get a reverse mortgage. <laughs> and um, Martin Sheen uh, has, has told me to sign up for this pharmacy, pharmaceutical plan. Hey, man, I'm, I'm, I hope he does Young Guns 3. Like, uh, my wife, Carolyn, like, Young Guns is is probably one of her favorites of all time. We just yeah. watched both of those recently again. So, uh, yeah. yeah, that would be that would be sick if uh, if, if they can pull yeah. that off again. Yeah, and then uh, we also also met Paul Abdul on set because nice. he, he was was yeah he was married That's to her awesome. at the time. And I remember like my buddy came down to visit me while we were in Anaheim, and he went down to grab some pizza because there was a. Uh, a pizza hut in the in the lobby and you can just grab a personal pizza and then he came back to the hotel room he's like yeah so i just met paul abdul and emilio in the elevator and he's standing there at the door he's literally in his boxers and shirt so he met paul abdul and emilio in his boxers so that's that's pretty awesome nice. that's nice. sweet he's never gonna forget that no <laughs> Justin, I'd ask everybody where they can find you online, but you don't exist there. So uh, uh, <laughs> it's amazing, it. though. That's amazing, though. That it's I mean, it's 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 
rare these days to find people that aren't uh, sort of kind of dialed in. Yeah, I, I've got a presence. Like I've I've had my Instagram, which is Justin grown in BC, so like grown like a tree in British Columbia, grown in BC. Uh, and basically, I just had it uh, just to put my photography on there because I I bought like a small uh, mirrorless camera a few years ago, and I've the lenses are super cheap, so I just I, I bring it everywhere with me because it's so small. Um, and I take photos. So I put it on there, but in the last five weeks, uh, I've just been kind of promoting the game changers and it's just kind of blown up to from like 400 to a thousand. I mean, that's a small number when it comes to like crazy people that have lots of followers. Yeah. That's respect. But it's, but it's interesting. So now that Instagram is kind of like my hobby photography slash every once in a while, you might see some Ken Wu stuff on there. (laughs) That uh, um, I was I was gonna say with uh, with the uh, social media and the promoting like is that is that part of the deal like do they do they when they bring you in they say hey thanks for coming out hey uh, do us a favor and you know hit your social media stuff up and you know pump no, up the show it's not a must I just figured I do that uh, oh, okay. just part of the testing the the grounds of whether or not I want to jump into acting again whether or not mm. is something the attention well, it's is a different enjoyable. time now right like back back then you know you didn't have this kind of real in your face direct access yeah uh, from from the fans so uh, has that been a little bit I don't want to say unnerving or a little bit daunting compared to you know back when you were doing D2 and D3 like different time different place right uh, to be honest it's actually less so because back oh, okay. back when there like so here here is my experience of coming back from D2 I was in elementary school all my friends I've been friends with for seven years from grade one to seven, they all know who I am. They're like, okay, yeah, you left for six months and you came back, you did a movie. That's cool. Um, and then going that from there into middle school, going to a new school, uh, where I still got my small group of friends that came with me to that new school. But then there's also all these other kids that are just like, that's Ken Wu. That's Ken Wu. That's, <laughs> that's that guy. That's that guy. So the first couple of weeks of uh, middle school was, kind of i didn't know how to handle that people were yeah. like tapping me on the shoulder left right and center like, that's you that's you like i at one point someone actually even pulled on my backpack to like pull me back Ooh. and be like hey, you're this guy right and i'm like dude you, you this has got to stop <laughs> um but I'm but yeah but, but but now with social media like it is it, there is a lot of access and attention but it also is removed like it's just in my phone it's not someone literally with right. their finger in my face or pulling on my backpack so yeah. and then and so far i haven't experienced in anything negative like no one says how like, can you, you get you anything negative? <laughs> yeah you can't get anything negative but uh be just wrong yeah but like in in the last couple of years i never realized how much mighty ducks had affected people and and the fans mm. of the franchise like i had been so removed from it that during the anaheim silver anaheim ducks silver anniversary all these fans just made me realize how important for for some reason these movies are to them and even oh, today yeah. i got a message on instagram from someone in ireland that has autism and says that watching the movies gets her through the day because of COVID. Awesome. She can't even get outside. She's obviously high risk. 
And that sort of effect is a very humbling. And now looking back on it, just I'm very proud to be part of that. That's amazing. Oh, let's not see that right there. That (laughs) that's that's the mic drop. That's that's the reason you do it, right? I'm gonna find a new X-Men character for you and I'm gonna put Mm -hmm. it on you. So where do we find you online again? And then I'll I will post it on there. Justin Grown in BC on Instagram. There we go. Beautiful. No Twitter, no anything else? Nope. I don't I, starting yeah. on Instagram. Okay, I respect that. Yeah. I respect that. I never understood Twitter because it's for me, I always thought it was just like someone going like, I'm on the toilet right now. I'm cooking dinner right now. <laughs> I, I never really I never really Wait, understood me. that. So like I'll That post. sounds like my Instagram. I don't yeah. know. I think I got this wrong. Yeah. But I'll, I usually post one picture a day generally like around you because they say if you do it at the same time every day that's when you'll get the most likes um nice and rhythms so in every friday i've been doing something to help promote the episode and just this week i'm going to kind of put like something about my ducks every day leading up to the episode and then Mm Depending on what happens after, maybe it'll dwindle off. But I think I've got more Mighty Ducks fans now on there than I do photography fans. So I think I'll probably post a few things, like keep it going just to make sure that they didn't join up and and follow my page for no reason. (laughs) Well, you'll get a few more after this tonight, my friend. And then we we post it again, just the audio. So we got the video coming up and then the audio. Yeah. Awesome. Pleasure to have you on the show, my friend. Yeah, this was really cool, man. And like, congrats. Like this is, I I think for... You know, if if I, you know, in another lifetime, uh, I, I always wanted to be an actor when I was a kid, but just it never was in the cards. And then, you know, when I got into my later years, I, I did broadcasting and then got into voice. So uh, for me, thinking about like if I would have been that kid that could have been in those in those movies and those shows that I was watching as a kid and then to come back years later and to get to to feel that again and to be a part of it and know that what I did back then wasn't just sort of you know a passing thing it actually like you said had an impact that's awesome man and it yeah. sounds like you had a lot of fun and i'm, I'm psyched to see the episode so congrats Vo- dude voice isn't easy though like I, I want people to know that like doing your job is mm-hmm. not easy i actually took some courses in it and it's a lot harder than you think Oh, thank you. And I appreciate it. See, it's true. There you go, right? Mike. I told you. Kudos. What I do, just sitting in my booth here in my in my house coat. We always make fun of him, Justin. I'm We're always you. just like, come on, Mike. It's yeah. work. It is well, we work. Well, really, we don't make fun of him for his gig. I mean, I like to make fun Joking. of him how old he is. Yeah, okay. Oh, okay. Old. And I, I, don't, I don't want to keep you guys for too long, old. but like the thing about voice is really old. the way you think you sound is not the way you think you sound. That's true. If you think you've got energy, you don't have energy. You've got to amp that up times a hundred to make sure the listener feels that you have energy. It's that sort of, it's, it's weird. It was like, when I took those courses, it was very enlightening. And then Mm. also through my partner, she records a lot of animation and dialogue here in Vancouver. Oh, cool. Some of the actors out here in Vancouver are amazing. And like, just think about like, okay, I'm playing this. You're not just making a voice. You're not just like, you're, you got to do this character, but you've also got to make sure you could cry with this character. You got to be sad with this character. You it's be acting, you man. It's, you you got to feel it. it. Yeah. It's acting, but it's like amped up acting because it doesn't translate without an actual human visual. And like, and then also you got to play like old me, old character, young character. And then you, yeah. it's, it's definitely a skill that is, should be it's, more recognized, I think, it's, for it's how interesting. hard it is. And uh, I'm, I'm glad you sort of mentioned that because, I mean, over my 
time, I'll have people that will come up and say, hey, well, my people that know me say I've got a great voice and that I should get into voice acting. Or they'll do the the classic, I can do so-and-so's voice, or I can do a Homer Simpson, or I can do a, a yeah. Christopher Walken. I can do Terry Funk. And, and I'm like, that's that's great. You know, yeah. egg-sucking dog. Um, yeah. um, but... But the but sorry, but but the thing is, and yeah, you can you can do that, and but can you can you be Homer Simpson when he's yeah. sad? Can you yeah. can you be Homer Simpson when he's happy? Like anybody can do like a line or two, but can you sustain it over yeah. a twenty six minute episode type yeah. thing? And, and that's where acting and the craft, like you mentioned earlier, like that's that's the meat and potatoes. Yeah, what I you know for me the energy thing, I you know when I do the Leon's commercials, yeah, that is like that is hardcore. Yeah. Amp, I'm selling you that ottoman because it's yeah. four ninety nine. Uh, yeah. you know this weekend only. Um, and it's tiring, right? It's really it takes it a lot be. out of you, Justin. Yeah. We're gonna get we're, Justin. We're gonna get Mike to do an acting lesson for you now. A voice acting no, lesson no. for you. Send it right. to Emily. Now, here's how it goes, Mike. Here's the scenario. We got this. Here's the scenario. Okay. You're playing your gallbladder. Okay. <laughs> and it's stuck inside your body and it really wants to get out. I need you to pull all the emotion out and show Justin. This is it. The Oscars were the other day. This is it right here, Mike. If you win, if you get this, it, so everyone ready and scene. You have fed me garbage for the last 48 years. And now look at me. I'm in your gallbladder and I can't move anymore. It's time to come out. So you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to elbow you here. I'm going to elbow you here. Maybe I'll perforate something here. I'm going to get you all inflamed and I'm going to keep you up all night. Yeah, you're only going to sleep three hours at a time <laughs> until you get to the doctor. And then they're going to cut you open and make you bleed real pretty. And then we're going to be free. Free. I was and... with Cactus Jack for a minute there. That's awesome. I like how he sounds kind of older than you because you've just been them up so much that he, your gulp, your bladder is like older. I really shouldn't have body. this. I really shouldn't have this much of a character about what my gallstones are actually saying right now. So that's yeah. acting. That's acting school one hundred and one. And we we goonies. Emily Van can't pay attention. Send your hate emails to me. I don't care. Send your hate emails to me. I don't care. Come on. He's my Everyone neighbor. tune in Friday night. Watch with the Mighty Ducks and the Game Changers, and uh, then. Um, on all the way up from there, buddy. And maybe you can now voice gallbladders after you just got a lesson. <laughs> be awesome. Come back anytime, man. Anytime. Yeah, for sure, buddy. Yeah, dude. It was really good to meet you, Justin. All right. Nice meeting you guys, too. See awesome. you next time, buddy. See ya. Take Bye. care, dude. Right on, right on. That was cool. Man. That was a great acting. Cool. I mean, yeah, the Oscars were just there. We, I, I don't want to review it because it was a thing. I, I oh, think you, you win the award. Thank you. Thank you. you win How many award. shields do I get for that one? There That's you go. Well, was, look, Brent's mean, got a prize for you for, for that right now. Are you ready, Brent? Tell Mike his prize. Well, I'll try to do this best as I can here. You ready, Mike? Here it comes. Here we go. You're going to like gonna it. In the mail. It's going to go in the mail. Um, you've won yourself a Coco Chunk chocolate bar from Sunrise. Uh, right here. Yeah. From Nature's Path. Yeah. I'm going to mail it out to you. Very nice. And we'll, we'll send you promotional, one. We're going to send you Promotional consideration paid for by the following. That's right. Marvel Comics. <laughs> what, about, what about? I thought you had another prize yeah. for Mike there. No, now we've got a surprise. We got something. Now, oh. now hold on. We got to we got to let Mike go uh, on this note. Oh. Get, him, get him prepped for next week. 
Oh, okay. uh, in which case we'll have a, a, another gallbladder update. Oh, okay, thank you. Justin was talking about some of his favorite bands. Michael, if you had a top, oh, I'm, hoping, I'm, I'm assuming that this band will be in here, but if you had a top three, mm. top five, oh, Canadian, you, American, just all the rest Brent. of it, go for it. I, I dude, I I am all over the place. I am the worst person to pick favorite. Do you, do you like a band that is also a name of a comic book that's Canadian? Oh, actually, I do. I'm a big fan of that band. As a matter of fact, they. What's they the name are of that band? Mike? Let's leave. Let's the leave the three. band out of it then for a second, and <laughs> oh, okay. we'll just say that. You a know what Canadian of, band oh, okay. that is, though, because that's I know, who. I know exactly what Canadian band okay. that is, uh, so, and that is as I've said before. That uh, one member of that band was was a director for one of my first toy commercials. So, well, the uh, bass player yeah. from that band is coming on next week, and he's come on. Oh. Ken's coming on. I didn't say I got, his name. You said oh, his name. I said his name. Yeah, there you go. I, I didn't even know his name. He's coming so on the show next week. That's yeah, and you're going to be with us, Mike. Let, let, me just, us. let me just tell you, Ken is he is a uh, a phenomenal guy, um, mm-hmm. and you guys are going to absolutely love chatting with him. His new uh, cover album is. That's awesome. what he's here to talk about. Our buddy oh, Cam, great, Cam Carpenter came so back get on. Get some questions geared up for Mike. Some questions geared up. That's right. Yeah, Ken he, from The Watchman is coming on next week to chat uh, about the new covers record. Uh, and we're going to get Mike Mike's gallbladder to do the intro. So. There we go. And I got, I'll, I got some wrestling questions. I'm going to flip oh, over to geez. next time there. Well, guys, this was this was a, a ton of fun, as, as it always is. Yeah, so uh, and I'm I'm psyched. How's how's Skeletron? I, I, oh, it's great. But yeah, I'll give a full update next time. It's just okay. everything shut down. So I can't get the print. And it's like, okay, so I'm just working on the online store. I'm drawing lots I'm of Marvel super, goodness. I am super digging the stuff that you're posting, like your thanks, your Marvel, that that collage. Of, oh, thanks, pal. Oh, my God. Dude, it sells are, right, Mike. You know what I mean? It's, it's like, insane. thanks, but I really appreciate so that. Good. It, it's it's so like, good. I can't do Skeletron right now because everything's shut down. So it's like, okay, well, let's throw this. What would you throw on the website to sell that everybody likes? And Marvel, Dude, so it's like twist it's, my arm. I'll <laughs> draw, you know, some Marvel. Well, Mike's gone. We lost him. It's just like it's that like was it. He didn't. He did that. Was that was right there? That was season six of The Sopranos, the final. The grand. Oh, oh there's my Mike. gosh. That Should was. we let him back in? Should we Mike. let him back in? Because you know, it's like. Let me do. No, Here he comes. Oh my God. Sorry, guys. Mike. No, that's okay. That's like, my bad. That's that my bad. Sopranos. But that was like that's the end of Sopranos. I was like, we should just leave this like that. That Don't was like, Don't stop. Sorry. You know <laughs> just, what it is? Here's the thing. Uh, this is uh, this is behind the scenes. This is because as as a former broadcast producer, I'm all about clean or as clean as possible exits. So you know how in Zoom you click the leave button and it opens up the leave meeting. So yes. that when you say, I'll see you later, it's not clicking and clicking and clicking again. So I, mm. I and I totally didn't realize that I had that button up. So I, I was just well, that, thanks for the comments on the drawings. But yeah, so I, the, the store's up there right now. I'm just drawing Marvel's goodness for everybody because that's how you pay yeah. the bills. And then uh, we'll get awesome. back to uh, my independent comic. Yeah, it should be out like as, as soon as the, the the lockdown's done, man. It'll be in stores. Dude, I appreciate I'm you asking, it, man. man. Thank yeah, you. you're Thank you. so talented, man. This guy's talented. Buddy. And Thank you. Brent, you know Brent and his. Uh, just Coffee. leave me alone, Mike. Sitting leave up at the alone. trailer. Hey, the pod's sounding good, man. Thanks, buddy. The coffee talk. Yeah, let well, we me wrap it up tomorrow. Yeah, we'll wrap up Journey for Java tomorrow. But uh, yeah, yeah, where can we find you online, Mike? And, 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 oh, and, and all the things. <laughs> you, didn't, you didn't ask the question this time. What are you up to? 
Because <laughs> yeah. you're going to throw it into the mix. So what are you up of to? Course. Where can we find you online? Uh, you find me online at MP Voicer. Uh, 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 let's try that again. At MP Voiceovers on Twitter and the Instagram. And you can find me on Clubhouse, too, if you're in the Clubhouse. Well, that's I, the uh, new stripper app. app. Right. Keep going. That's there. right. Yeah. Three shows nightly. Uh, don't forget to tip your waitress. Enjoy the veal. <laughs> it's, it's tasty. I have 99 chicken wings, buddy. Yeah. yeah. Mm, yummy, yummy, yummy. So, uh, yeah, I'm psyched, man. Next week, that's going to be fun. Yeah. Ken Tizard so. from The Watchman joins us to talk about all the stuff. And Mike uh, is going to enjoy that because... Uh, Hey, the one one of my faves. One of his faves. Awesome. One of my That's faves. what we do here. We're all about. We, just do. we aim to please, and we please to aim. To please. <laughs> Your aim will help. That's right. right. Boys, enjoy the week. We'll talk next week. See you, Thanks, Mike. Take Mike. care, buddy. You're going to be fresh. Yeah, we did it. A couple big episodes in a row, man. Yeah. We got some play on that machete episode last week, too. It was a lot of fun. And uh, Yeah, that was. We hauled the homegrown from everybody back yeah, at home. Yeah, that was a lot of the most responses in. I've gotten. Um on a video yeah. before. So thank you from everybody from back in the machete days for hitting me up and uh, us up and just, yeah. you know, and Janessa, and one hey, of the things I that remember. we forgot to shout out to Janessa has old video. Janessa's watching. She's got old footage from like back the back of like Jenny's backyard, like playing oh. and she's got all this old footage. She posted it somewhere. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was okay. like, wow, look at that. And it's like, there's some, there's a lot of old seen that. footage. Well, Dent mentioned, Dent mentioned Janessa because she, uh, did you say Jenny spray. or Janessa? The pepper spray. Yeah, because she mentioned just about the pepper spray, the headstone show, right? With Dale. Mm-hmm. Dale was so funny last time, too, because <coughs> Dent was such a dick to Hugh Dillon. Like, they got in such a big fight. And Dale's like such a gentleman about it. Oh, should I talk about that? Or uh, I don't know if uh, Dale remembered that, actually. I, I honestly well, don't think he I don't seemed think he like Dale he did. That. You know who does like remember that? Did. I think Joe Ronsetti remembers. Oh, of course, <laughs> Joe. He was standing right, right beside him no, when it happened. The funny thing was is that the modern day Braves, the band, were more offended by it than anybody else was in the whole place. I remember hanging yeah. out front after, and, and uh, uh, the I don't want to name names, but one of the guitar players was just giving me like shit down about it. I tried to poke and prod Dent. I tried to poke and prod Dent. I was like, tell and us it about wasn't that. Eric. I was like, tell us about that thing, man. Tell us about the thing that you. No, I know. I was with you. He wouldn't. I don't I even would, think my, maybe, I was grinning from here to here when that was coming. I'm like, yeah, it, maybe, it's like that when you're at the dinner table. Fight, 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 fight. Maybe <laughs> Dent didn't remember it either. Oh, he remembered it all right. He's just like, yeah. Uh, well, he's he's not used to being on on the show either, That's right? Funny. Like we're used to it. Like, yeah. That as long as funny. I'm not having an anxiety anxiety attack, I don't care what I say or what anybody says to me. It really doesn't matter. So many things. All right. So big thanks to JJ for coming on again. Falcon and Winter yeah, Soldier. Love, love having, having JJ, JJ on. on. Love having yeah, JJ dude. on. And uh, we want to we want to support his uh, deal there because they got uh, unfiltered with JJ and Melanie going at it to all your things and um, yeah, definitely do. And uh, they're great. They they have great chemistry. Um, amazing amazing show great people. and um, really really cool. They're on the Dean Blundell, the Blundell Network with us. Dean. Um, hi Dean. Hey, Dean. Uh, big thanks to our friends at Blue Microphones. Yes, Blue Microphones. Here comes the ad. We always play the ad. There the Blue Yeti actually got the blue the, the mixed fi headphones that are really awesome. Uh, we do our best to try to sound good for you guys, and there yeah. we go. Um, I have a weird head. I have to wear them backwards. Yeah, I have to wear strange. them backwards, but just the way it goes. Big really thanks strange. to our friends at Blue for that. Uh, I always huge thanks to Mike, our our, our partial co-host, sometimes coming yeah, on there thanks, to Mike. to jump into the mix and always add That's to the dude. to the mix. Uh, Justin Wong, hey buddy, Justin, Congrats. cheers, Congrats. buddy. Oh, you, you didn't even our, do the you didn't do the thing. Okay, you ready? You're gonna do the Kermit. Justin hey. Wong, thank you so much for coming. Yeah. 
There you go, Justin. Thanks, buddy, for, for coming on there. Wait, and, who else uh, do we have? Well, we had JJ. You got to get closer to the mic every time you cut out every time. Uh, we had Mike. No, he's, he's cutting out completely. I've lost. Okay, never mind. It's done. I, I, I think I've, I only did it that one time really well. Now I can't, I can't get the magic. Yeah. Back. You can't get the magic back, but uh, man, that was a fun show. We covered a lot of ground. Everyone tune in. Uh, if you got Disney plus <laughs> tune into the game changers, the new series, uh, the Anaheim uh, ducks or sorry, the mighty yeah, ducks support uh, Justin, game changers. support Justin and, and let him know what Marvel character or star Wars character he mm. should play. Mm-hmm. Let's flood this. Let's get him in there, man. Let's flood this with so, suggestions for Justin. There was a thing when we were watching Cobra Kai. When I'm watching Cobra Kai with the kids. We all like Bert, little Bert. So have you watched it yet, Chris, or no? In and out. I've seen uh, my, our producer seen more than I have. Okay, so there's this little dude called Bert, and he always gets his ass handed to him, and he's always kicking some ass or trying to fight. And our kid, my kids are like, Bert, 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 and we're trying to get like a Bert. Go, Bert, go. So okay. let's get a Kenny Wu going. Go, yeah. Kenny Wu. Everything. Everything. Justin should be in everything now. Okay, I agree. Okay. Thanks for coming on the show, that. buddy. Uh, next week, we return. Ken Tizard from The Watchmen. Um, Mike Pongratz will be back. Very excited about that. And I'm sure we're going to have tons of comic updates and all the rest of it to go with it, including Skeletron. So, Yeah, I can update on my store. I got some really wicked pictures that a lot of people have been asking uh, to purchase. So that's great. I'm getting a big, uh, a big following in Machete Comics now. And next week, I got a whole bunch of people I got to give shout outs to real quick. So if I could have some time off the beginning, that would be great. Um, yeah, I got it. I only got 100 copies coming out. And they're basically, mm-hmm. if you don't get it in the store, you're not going to get the comic book, I don't think. Um, and nice. I'm not really sad saying that, but you know what I mean? They're, they're pretty much all sold. Um, but the ones in the stores, there'll be some in, in sold Oshawa. Out is sold out and that's a great... Well, it's only so. 100 copies too, brother, but you know, it's, it's, it's a cool thing. So anyway, I got to have a big update on all that next week. And then as I, as hot comics, man, if you can find this one, Spider-Man 61, pick it up, new costume, love it or lump it, won't be there long. That's the Kids on the Escalator podcast for another week. We will see you next week. Same bat time, same bat channel, wherever you get your pods and on the Dean Blundell network. That's Chris Machete. I am uh, the other guy. Thanks for watching, everybody. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. Good Good times. times. Rad dudes. There it is. Woo. (laughs) What happens when we play outside? We become healthier, both mentally and physically. We become more creative and more focused. We connect with nature, each other, and ourselves. Let's take this outside. A new podcast hosted by me, Marianne Iveson, an aspiring outdoor athlete and nature lover. I speak to athletes, outdoor professionals, and scientists about their connection to nature, how it affects their performance, and everyday life. Let's Take This Outside, available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts, and at letstakethisoutside.ca. Do, did, will, the Story of People podcast is now available on the Cryer Media Network. The first five episodes are here and feature some incredible guests that fit into one or all three of those categories. Ready? Tara Sloan from the San Jose Sharks, Undercurrent Podcast at NBC Sports. Marianne Iveson from Iveson Voice and the Let's Take This Outside podcast to talk about the world of outdoors as well as voiceover land. Ariana Hunsicker, future Canadian Paralympic swimmer, already winning tons of awards for this country. Scott McGregor from the Hot Wallet podcast to dumb down the world of crypto, Bitcoin, and NFTs so you don't have to. And Jackie Holowaty 
from Climate Pledge Arena in Seattle, Washington, the first net zero carbon certified arena on the planet. Wherever you get your pods, wherever you watch your pods, and on the Crier Media Network.